This is Kenzerco, and we're getting drunk with buds. We are getting drunk with. I need a shot. Drunk with buds. We are getting drunk with. I'm so, I'm so. Drunk with buds. Drunk with buds. Drunk with buds. We are getting drunk with buds. Welcome, everybody, to Drunk With Buds, a show about trying new beers with some friends and having discussions you would normally have at a bar. As always, we get all of our beer information from the Untapped app. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. You can now follow the show on there at Drunk With Buds. Um, also, guys, check out the Tavor app on your Apple or Android device and try new beers across 47 different states. Build your own custom box of the craft beers you love or enroll in a subscription, and they'll automatically snag you the highest rated beers to suit your taste. No minimums or commitments. Get your hand-picked beer delivered right to your doorstep for a flat fee. Yep, any amount of beer. Or ship for free with a subscription. And for being a first-time user, you can use our promo code DRUNKWITHBUDS to get $10 off your first order of $25 or more. Bruce the Beer Bandit uses Tavor to get our beer so you know it's legit. Um, that's promo code Drunk with Buds for $10 off your first order of $25 or more. Welcome, everybody. I'm Beer Bandit, hosting today. On my right, I have Two Tones. Hey. And I have No Bones, Honer. Wow, I have No Bones. You're just a massive jelly. I'm just so jellyful. <laughs> so grab your dice bags. Grab your player manuals, cast those bones in the tabletop, and hope for a crit. We have the Knights of Kinzerco on the podcast today. Sir Jolly Blackburn, Sir Brian Junkie, and Lord Dave Kinzer. We have three beers today that the bar maiden has given to us, and we're going to have great conversations with the tabletop warriors of the Midwest. Welcome to the show, guys. I'm, I'm thrilled you guys gave me a sour ale. It's one of my favorite types of beer. Dude, that's mine too. Is also, this is, is the Blackbeard the talking. Whoever asked that earlier, this is the Blackbeard. Okay. Hey, Blackbeard. <laughs> <laughs> like a pirate. <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm ready. Cobbler a la mode from Eagle Park Brewing Company. It's a sour, fruited for 6.2 ABV, no available IBUs. 1073, uh, 1073 check ins for an average score of 3.87. The style guy says sour ale, peach, plum, cinnamon, nutmeg, brown sugar, vanilla, and natural flavors. It should taste cinnamony, peachy, sweet, plummy, and sour. What is everyone? Open it up and take your first sips and tell me what you think. I opened that bad boy up and I really like that can art, man. It's got three little cute little scoops on it on top of a little cone. While they're dripping, they're a little hot. <laughs> mm. It does have like a a cobbler breadiness to it when, on the on the mouthfeel. The mouthfeel. Okay. I'm liking it. I'm like. So I opened mine and took a smell, and it smelled really fruity, and I like that in a beer. I know that might not be popular, but that's what I like. Oh, we, we like all styles of beer here. Yeah. Well, not IPAs. I don't like IPAs, but... Dippa. I like Dippa. But, uh, yeah, so I'm more of a sour guy. I like sours whenever I go out and shop for them. Uh, that's why I usually search for. Okay. So tell me a little bit, little bit about you guys. Uh, who exactly are you for the fans listening? Let them know who you guys are. Kenzer and Co. Okay, you want to take <laughs> Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Kenzer and Company is a gaming company that started in 1993. And we started making role-playing games or 
books compatible with Dungeons and Dragons back at that time. And we met Jolly Blackburn at a series of conventions in the mid nineties. And I uh, ultimately decided to team up with him to produce additional products like Knights of the Dinner Table comic and the Hackmaster role-playing game. So you, Jolly, you have anything to, to add? To oh that? yeah. Jolly, what about your, and, uh, your start with the comic book Knights at the Dinner Table? I'm an avid fan. I have almost all of them, except for your Shadis stuff. Okay. That goes way back. That's how I met Brian Jelke and the rest of the Kinzer guys. Was uh, I was doing um, a magazine called the Gaming, and uh, they were one of the first advertisers. Uh, and I actually met Brian. I think Brian was in uh, New Orleans with uh, on Bourbon Street. <laughs> Uh, walking walking around bar hopping uh, at a convention, and you know, we kind of hit it off with him and Dave Kinzer and uh, some of the other Kinzer guys. Yeah, that was a great time, Jolly. Um, I'm trying to think of when that was. I probably would have been like I think it was ninety ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we started our company in 93. Our first conventions were the summer of 94, where we, I, I guess you'd call it made first contact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. You were just a guy behind a, behind a booth at a convention. Well, and we were potential advertisers too, if you remember. Yeah. You and your partners recording us to buy ads in Shadis Magazine. And right. then, uh, it was that spring of 95 when we went to the Gamma Trade Show, which is more focused on um, industry uh, retailers and distributors and manufacturers that we all kind of connected. Famously, uh, your locations in the Knights at the Dinner Table are throughout the Midwest, but mainly in Muncie, Indiana. Uh, why was that? place there do you have some fond memories linking back to ball state yeah i'm from uh, indiana originally from marion indiana not too far from muncie but um it just just so happened i went to ball state university uh, in muncie spent maybe four or five years and uh, that's where i was introduced to role-playing games like that nice i started the comic yeah some of the characters are based on uh, my gaming buddies from the, from the time it just kind of became a natural to, to base the whole script in uh, Muncie. It just kind of stuck you know, in that location. I was down in Bloomington when I first got introduced to the comic book, and I remember all of the Steam Tunnel adventures, and IU famously has the same Steam Tunnels as uh, Ball State does. So I was like, oh, yeah, I can see that kind of paralleling. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> explored this. We definitely explored the steam tunnels there. Had a lot of fun down in there. Now, so the same uh, setup was at University of Illinois, and there were definitely rumors that people went down there and, and did kind of that live-action role-playing stuff. That was where um, Dave Kenzer and me and Steve Johansson all went to college. Nice, nice. It's It seems like the Big Ten just loves using steam tunnels. And the Mac, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, I got introduced to Kenzer, not really through the comic book, but I was, I'm an avid gamer and I really love the campaign setting, the kingdoms of Calamar. And that's where I got to know the Kenzer core boys with their products. 
what made you think about making that campaign world? So um, <clears throat> I was at a friend's wedding with Dave Kenzer in the early 90s, and it was kind of like this. We we're just talking over beers and uh, kind of complaining about books that had been coming out from TSR lately, and we thought, huh, we could do better than that. <laughs> and uh, we convinced ourselves that we could and decided to start <clears throat> our own company to do just that. And so we kind of teamed up with a bunch of friends to write different pieces of the world. And then we sort of sewed it all together and, and decided, all right, now what would make this interesting? Who's going to attack who? And, and uh, you know, what, what are the different monsters in different places? What are the weather patterns? And so we, we spent probably like a year working on that. And then we're able to start, uh, start small with these little booths at conventions. And, you know, you could spend a half hour talking to people about your new campaign setting, right? In those days, it was really um, word of mouth kind of thing. It was like, here's something I did, wrote myself, I'm really proud of it, checked it out. So that was kind of the, the beginnings of the Kingdoms of Kalamar. My favorite thing about that campaign setting is, this is the most nerdiest thing I could admit to about my gaming, is that I really love that there wasn't just a common tongue other than the merchant's tongue, which was very find out what you could talk about conversation wise. I love that all the races had, including humans had their different rate. Uh, so I, I really love that. I, I always liked putting the, taking the feats and stuff like that to speak multiple languages. And it played right into the things that I liked. It does make it really challenging, I think, but it's, uh, it gives it that element of realism that we're going for. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree. I mean, like in the world right now, not everyone speaks French English, German, Australian, but we're all this myriad of different cultures and, and languages and navigating that would bring a little bit of realism to our fake fantastical worlds that we're playing in. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what we're going for. So I'm glad you appreciate it. Yeah. So I've never checked out any of these, um, but what exactly are the names of all these? Is it the kingdom of the one campaign yeah, the they have right now? We're talking about it's the kingdoms of Calamar. And that's like a that's comic, right. right? It's a comic? That's a campaign setting for D&D. Oh, okay. So it'd be like the world that you're playing in. Okay. It's like, uh, think of think of Middle Earth or the world of Greyhawk. Or, you know, it's something like that. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I've only played uh, D&D a couple of times, and my dungeon master is usually uh, Bruce over there, the Greybeard. And um, I've only played a, a handful of times. I, I really enjoy it. Um but if you guys complete or make your own campaigns, I mean, I'm willing to try those. Right. That sounds but awesome. That's what they, that's what they do. Yeah, that that's yeah, awesome. Because this is uh this is Brownbeard over here. Me and uh <laughs> me and Blackbeard aren't too familiar with the gaming, so so we uh we learn from Bruce Graybeard. So. That's right, the Graybeard, Bruce the Graybeard here. Uh, I'm sure he would be glad to tell you about all the times that he made like a different campaign for us. It's true, but we've said that on the show a few times. So like you know, well, I, we've done some good campaigns. No, there. see, what I want to ask is like uh. Where are you guys like located? Where's your central hub, or do you have like a shop or a store? Or... We have an office in Waukegan, Illinois. It's nice. And yeah, it's kind of an office where from our uh, the home. We we pretty much all work from so. home, so that's just a place to keep our stuff. And they have a website. You can get most of their stuff. You can find the uh, trade magazine, the Knights of Dinner Table, at different comic book shops and gaming shops. Uh, country nationwide 
they right, do right. develop a very well, I believe it's award-winning, the Aces and Eights uh, setting. Yeah, uh, role-playing Yeah, One of our other roles. Yeah. Uh, for my host who might not know, it's a campaign setting where you play D- Dungeons & Dragons in the Old West. Red Dead Redemption. Well, let, let me let me <laughs> clarify that it's it's uh, it doesn't have magic. It's so it's not like Dungeons and Dragons, but it is a role playing game. Okay, where you can play gunfighters or you know sheriffs or Indians. It's the same idea, but it doesn't have magic. Oh, yeah. Nice. I'm a huge fan of magic. About that game, so I probably won't play it. Yeah, <laughs> He's, that's a <laughs> sarcasm. <laughs> sarcasm alert. I say I think Bruce set up a a horror. Uh, haunted house game for us one night and that was pretty cool that was true yeah we had to stick our hand into a box i didn't do it but he had like spiders and shit in there and i like and knives and like yeah when you're in there it's like oh i think they were like tax and so i took that uh kids game that people do on uh halloween called like you know the creepy feel box you you stick your hand in there and you have ordinary items that make but you don't know what they are because you can't see it and i hid a key in there that they need to find to open the door and so i made fake spider webs that I, i I put honey all over it so they're really sticky. Knives. Uh, I put a one thumbtack in there with a bunch of balloons that were full of like, well, I was going to put pig's blood in them, but too many people are telling me that there would be like a, a health hazard. So uh, I just put the balloons in there normally and they pop on them when they were put in. They scared the crap out of them. They pull their hands out. Uh, I had, uh, op- I cut open things of aloe vera. So it was cool and slimy. And I had a little spikes, spiny parts on the leaves and the different where aloe vera is. Uh, they had a good time, but not everyone uh, was brave enough to do it. Uh, but, you'll be proud to know that Blackbeard was the first one that dived first into it. That, that was not true. <laughs> <laughs> the first one who actually yeah, right. did it was Two Tones, Mr. Graybeard, and then his fiance. You're no, Graybeard. I'm Brownbeard. Brown brown brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Brownbeard, I'm sorry. You gotta try a grape with the skin peeled off and tell them it's eyeballs. Ooh, that'd be pretty. Cool. And I don't know what disturbs me about that story more—the the pig's blood. Where were you gonna get pig's blood? Well, this he, is the mid- this, this is the Midwest, <laughs> so you can get uh, pig's blood from your local your local butcher. Yeah, he raises pigs and then he slaughters them in his own just, just for the game. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't eat them or anything; it's just the blood. Yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> Okay. All right. right. Um, Now that we're drinking this beer, I was going to ask you guys a question. Um, Do you guys remember your first beer? What was your guys' first beer? So your first, you know, remembering your first beers. Wow. Okay. I don't know if I I should say. You don't have to say your age (laughs) when you drink your first beer. Don't worry. I'm pretty old, too. Yeah, I'm... um... I'm kind of unusual. I didn't start drinking until I was 30. Actually, I just, I, it wasn't, I had nothing against drinking. I just never, uh, was something I, I fell into or, or felt like I needed until, uh, I was in the army. Started all my army buddies drank after work. So I wanted to go hang out with them. So I started drinking. That was about, uh, 1991. Four scores, like seven that. years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, but the first time I actually had a drink was in a strip club at. Uh, hey! <laughs> uh, I, you know, I was never really a big beer drinker. Um, I was always, I always, I went straight to the hard stuff, you know, like uh, old granddad and stuff like that. But, 
So what's your favorite uh, hard liquor now, then? Is it still that? Well, I'm, old granddad is, is the drink everyone knows that uh, I really love. If, if I go to conventions, you know, um, some of our fans always bring me a big bottle of old granddad. So I've got like three or four of them sitting around here. I've never <laughs> even heard of that. No, really. It's a, yeah. In Indiana, it, Indiana is one of the few places I've been where you can go It's post bars and, and say, hey, I, do you have old granddad? And they'll say yes. Everywhere else in the country I've been, um, except for Kentucky, Illinois. Oh, so I mean, it's, uh, a, and Tennessee. it's a brand yeah, of bourbon it's, whiskey distilled at the Jim Beam. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of places don't don't carry it at all. You okay. know, it's, a very un, it's a very unusual drink. Oh, no, I was going to say, as a matter of fact, the first time I saw Old Granddad referenced in uh, popular culture was in the movie uh, Bad Santa. Uh-huh. Um, Billy Bob Thornton, that was his drink in that movie. And I, I was just so happy. I was like, yeah, somebody knows my, my favorite drink. So. <laughs> that reminds me when I was watching the TV show Chuck, and they had a couple of your comic books show up on, on air. I was I was like, oh, I, I know that comic. <laughs> Yeah, there's an assistant director out in Hollywood that uh, he's a huge, nice dinner table fan. He's kind of moved around to different TV series over the years, like uh, Star Trek Enterprise and um, what was the other one? Chuck. Anyway, but he always makes it a point to try to sneak uh, nice at the dinner table onto the set in the back, stuff like that. It's always been a lot of fun. How about you, Brian? What was your first beer? Yeah, I want to say I was probably like 10-ish, and my grandpa used to sneak the grandkids' little soups of beer every now and then. That sounds like mine. Mine was a a neighbor man who would let me drink uh, Old Style um, if I hit a home run over his uh, fence in his backyard. Nice. So my grandpa was partial to Meisterbrow, and so I'm pretty sure that was my first beer. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, my two co-hosts don't even know what that is. Nope. <laughs> now, when I told them my story about the old style, they just thought I was talking about like an older style beer. They didn't realize that was the name of a beer. I'm st- uh, I did know that. I, I'm still stuck on your, your neighbor giving you beer. Yeah, what is up age? with you that and that your sounds, neighbor's relationship? That sounds a little creepy right there. Hey, he was my Growing up, he was my best friend. Did he give you some sugar, too? No. He was so, one of my best have you guys friends. been to Chicago? I've been to Chicago many times. Uh, I've done the so, Malort challenge too. When you're first time you're in Chicago, you tell somebody in the bar that it's the first time you're in Chicago, they give you that shot of Malort. It's it's terrible. It's terrible, <laughs> oh, but that, it's a, it's a tradition. Chicago. <laughs> so, like every other block has a bar with a big sign that says Old Style. No name of the bar. It just says Old Style. So it's like we once we became twenty one, we'd say, "Hey, you want to go to Old Style Bar?" <laughs> it's the beer of the Cubs, classic Brian. Yeah, yep, for sure. So, do you guys have any uh, drunk stories? Sometimes that you guys were drinking a little too much, and something hilarious happened. We've had you know guys fall out of trees before, <laughs> and <laughs> we've up been naked. The secrecy for most of those. Oh, Brian, yeah. Brian, you have to tell them the cowboy bar story. Oh, there you go. Sounds like a good one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, Jolly and I were in Calgary, Canada, and we went to a gaming convention up there, and we wanted to uh, go out to dinner. So, we went to this place where they- oh, Hold on now. Oh, okay. You- hold on now. 
Brian wanted to have a buffalo burger, like real okay. buffalo meat. And that yeah. was his big thing. Yeah. He had to have a buffalo burger. So that's, that's how this started. Yeah, Calgary is, we, we, the convention was at the Stampede Grounds. It was like a big, you know, Western place for Canada, uh, like a cowboy thing for Canada. So they sent us to this place, uh, what was it called? Buzzard's Breath County or something like that, Jolly? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> So we we got our uh, we got our buffalo burgers and they were quite good and we were hanging around drinking beer and before we knew it there was uh, like an incident near the bar and apparently there was a guy that wasn't going to pay and so he tried to leave without paying and there was a bouncer there it was uh, a bald guy I guess in those days we called him a skinhead but. Uh, the guy went to the door and locked the door so the customer that was going to uh, dine and dash couldn't leave. Yeah, he had a $78 bar tab, as I recall. Yeah. <laughs> hey. So the guy who now is blocked from leaving uh, gets angry because he's locked in the bar and he pulls out a knife. Ooh. And so the bouncer goes to his associate behind the bar Candy, get me the stick. Get me the big stick. Which is, you know, as if there's an array of sticks, depending on what's needed in that particular situation. The level of threat. That's right. <laughs> he wanted the big one. So when, uh, when, this, when the guy with the knife hears that, he decides to try to book out of there through the back door, which was near where we're sitting. And it's racing through our mind like oh my god what are we going to do is this guy going to take us hostage do we try to trip him do we hit him with our beer do we throw a right. beer at him this, what, what, do we uh, stay put just to be clear this this guy didn't have a pocket knife it was like a huge skinning knife as i recall <laughs> yeah it was, uh, well, a a Ram- it was a rambo knife. knife yeah yeah but he uh we were sitting at a little round table in the corner and i remember there this glass that had like the chicken wire, what you call it? But uh, he came right behind Brian, and he looked kind of like a cowboy. He was this tall, lady with a cowboy hat or you know, brimmed hat. Right. And he just started kicking, kicking the glass right behind. He was literally trying to burst through the the reinforced glass. So it was really close quarters. It wasn't like he was twenty feet away. He was literally feet away from us with the knife. Trying to break out. <laughs> so the bouncer gets a hold of um, his his stick, which turned out to be an axe handle. It was like a two or three foot axe handle. And uh, the guy eventually made it out the door, and the bouncer chased him down and tackled him. And we, by this time, I think we had kind of gotten up to see what was going on. And the bouncer was just beating the guy in the head with this axe handle. And it hit and swinging so hard that he was actually hitting his own head at the same time. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, there, he was yeah, there for a while. It, it looked like he was fighting for his life there for a few moments. Right. And we're, of course, we were just sitting there watching. And then <laughs> not Candy, Candy was upset <laughs> because she knew the guy had a knife, right? So she's like, go help him. She's yelling at us to go help him. <laughs> So, so we're we're Americans, man. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't get involved. <laughs> uh, 
So I, we, we made it outside and I think uh, they had called the police and the guy was subdued and the police eventually came and, uh, you know, the bouncer was okay, except for the welts he had given himself <laughs> by beating this guy with an axe handle. <laughs> but uh, they recovered the knife, you know, the, the police came and arrested the guy and it was, it was quite a scare. Um, and the bouncer was happy that we at least appeared willing to help, even if we probably didn't do much. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe it was just giving him giving him encouragement. So he, they gave us these little um, deputy badges that said, yeah, like, "Like you would give it, like you would give a kid." At a, uh, <laughs> it was like deputy sheriff buzzard breath county. Yeah. yeah, the funniest part of the story for me was uh, afterwards. There was a third guy with us, by the way, but we were all basically sitting there like sheep watching this fight unfold. And uh, afterwards, we were all talking about what we were, we were going to do. Like, oh, if you would have come after me, I was going to grab this bottle and bust it over the edge of the table. And, you know, <laughs> we, we talked a lot of brave, brave talk right. afterwards, you know. Fishtails, fishtails. I've done that. I think we've all done that before. Like, oh, yeah. If he, if he came my way, I was ready. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't have hit yeah. myself with a yeah. stick, too. When I was <laughs> Yeah, we, we did that for like several minutes, and one of us just kind of we paused, and there was like, dude, we would have been dead. We, we, we would have you know, we, we, we just been one of those people that died in a bar in a knife fight that we weren't involved in. You know? Yeah, for no reason, right? That's awesome. But luckily, we saved the day and had a great story for it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and it is a great story. That's, That's funny. That's. That's one of the better ones we've heard on the show. So, yeah, I like that one. That was funny. Uh, right now, we're going to get into our first segment. So, Bruce, hit it. Pop culture. With me, Brownbeard. Brownbeard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wish quick, it was brown. Right. Real quick, um, we uh, for pe some people out there know that we do sponsor an Internet Racing League car. It's a stock car. Um, we have two of them that have our logo on them. They uh, race Mondays at seven thirty. But an update: um, our car, Vince Vincent Tizi, finished fifth, which is his best finish. For season. us, yep. of the season, it's only three races in, but he finished fifth, and then D West finished twenty fifth. Where I, also, I believe that's his best finish. So we're moving up. Uh, it's awesome just to watch these guys. I've never been a fan of NASCAR until I started watching on on YouTube. Watching us on YouTube. <laughs> I started so. Elite <laughs> Racing League, Elite Racing League. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So we do that, but um, there is from Nerdist dot com. Nerdist, Nerdist.com, the they're offering $250,000 to someone as a contest to prove you have a superpower. So if you, you can prove you're a superpower, they'll give you $250,000. So, nice. so nobody's going to get it, right? I'm, I'm going to get it. I have a superpower. I can drink a lot of beer. I so. can fall asleep instantly. <laughs> Let's fall asleep right now then. Shut the fuck up. I don't know how that it's a superpower according to my wife because she can't fall asleep right away at all. Right. <laughs> I put my head down no matter what time of day, I can just go to sleep. Just have her talk to you constantly and she'll fall asleep. I know we <laughs> I know I know everyone's been asked this question. But uh we're gonna ask you, Brian and uh Jolly, if you guys had a superpower, what would it be? 
Oh, man. Jolly, you want to go first or you want me? Um, I got to go with invisibility, man. That just seems like there's so many uses for it, good and, good and bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just think you could accomplish a lot of things with that power. You're going to go like true invisibility style where like you have to be like naked. naked? Or does your clothes go invisible? Yeah, why not? Why not? That'd be a lot of fun. That's, that's like a bonus. <laughs> um. <laughs> so you could only use it like six months of the year in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it would be cool to wear your clothes and then still be invisible. So you just so got just clothes your, walking just around. Clothes walking around. <laughs> wear your, your glasses, you know? It's like... <laughs> How about you, Brian? Yeah, that's. I always thought that. So when I was a kid, I always wanted to fly. Like I would imagine, I could start. For me, it was like a dog paddle move that I, that I would start flying. And uh, but I realize now that's kind of useless. And I would much rather have something like uh, being able to see the future, so I could win the lottery or uh, mind control. I think I, I decided it was the ultimate superpower. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard good, a lot of people say. Good, of I don't think I've ever heard a lot of people say mind control. It's usually flying is what people want. Yeah, but that's a t- flying is a terrible superpower. I would think just being. <laughs> I want to be like fast. I just want to get there, ASAP, <laughs> like to some places and go visit places real quick. Never having to wait in a line. That's oh, my. Oh god, power. yeah, like right. at a amusement park. <laughs> oh, uh, like the, from Deadpool two, the what's her name, Domino, who has the superpower of just being extremely lucky. <laughs> Oh, Everything yeah. just happens exactly the way she needs at the time she needs it. Yeah, no that's what. Yeah, that's a great. <laughs> our, uh, that's a power. great superpower. Our buddy, I'm gonna talk about uh, Blaze. Our buddy Blaze, he does another podcast uh, called Open Tab, but he's talked about like this. Uh, he wants to do like a like a TV show kind of thing or a movie kind of thing where everybody has a superpower, but your superpower might not be the best superpower. So like someone's superpower is to find. They just instantly know where the best parking spot is at a grocery store. Like just random nonsense superpowers, and then obviously just you have every the, day to day stuff. Yeah, and well, then you obviously somebody can find the always has the power to find a penny. Yeah, and then you oh, ob- you obviously have you obviously have the top superheroes that are the superheroes, but everyone has something, but it might not always be the best. I would have superpower. the superpower to find the CLIT. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate superpower, I think, though. I think I'm better than all y'all if I can yeah, do that. You can't find that. That's a problem. Perhaps you're trying to look for that G spot. Oh, I found that. No, I just thought that was a nice, like a nice different take on things. Like, everyone has a power. It's just your power is probably insignificant compared to somebody else's. But if you want that best parking well, spot best, at the store, you got it. The best is when you can take some really trivial power and make it super important in a particular situation. So, you know, we try to do that in, uh, in our games of Hackmaster. Jolly plays a magic user, and he's always, you know, trying to find that sweet spot for just the right spell at any time. <clears throat> there, was a, there was a TV show on Netflix called The Magicians where one of the guys specialized in mending. Like, he was really good at putting things back together like a broken coffee cup, and it became really important <laughs> later in the show. Yeah, until he died. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, my fiance watches. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, we have a low key TV show gets a release date June 2021. He uses magic. 
I'm sorry, I should have used Bruce's segue. Speaking of magic, we got Loki. <laughs> you guys uh big fans of the MCU TV shows or movies? I am. I, I enjoy watching them. I'm not like an Uber fan where you know I have to rewatch them and, and keep up on all the lore. I just watch them and like, okay, cool, that was that was fun. When's the next one? Are you more um, of a but yeah, I do fan? enjoy them. A what? I don't know. <laughs> you said Uber. Fan. I'll tell, I'll tell I you, know, you one of them. He said Uber. You said Uber. He made, he a, said, he made a bad joke. He made. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about I'll you? tell you one of my. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to. I was. Ooh, uh, now I, I can't, can't talk either. <laughs> I was just going to see what Brian, uh, if he was a part of the MCU fan or not. Oh, for sure. You know, when I was a kid, I mostly collected DC comics, but uh, what Marvel's done with the franchise is incredible. Um. I've I've just started watching WandaVision myself, so not really all the way through that series yet, but enjoying it. So you guys stoked for Loki? Did you like him as a villain in the, the movies? Yeah, I liked him. I liked him quite a bit. He's one of the more interesting characters. You know? He's definitely an anti-hero. I, I really liked, um, I think it was Iron Man 3, where Tony Stark spent a lot of time out of the Iron Man costume. Mm-hmm. Doing stuff, it was just, it was sort of like he was the superhero and not Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else do we got? Uh, sorry, we're just gonna we just move along real quick with some of these. Uh, Tom and Jerry movie um, released. I have not seen it. Have you guys seen this movie? Has anybody seen this? I've movie? I've seen a little bit yeah. of it, and it was kind of it, it's all right. It, it t- pays a lot of homage to like the old school jokes that they used to do. Yeah, back then, but um, it was kind of boring to me. I just, I don't know. My wife and I watched Yeah, we watched it the other night, and I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm not a huge Tom and Jerry fan. It was just fun to see something lighthearted and uh, how they adapted to the um, modern world, modern era. But it wasn't great, but it was it was entertaining. So Colin Jost was in that, right? Was he? I, I don't know. Who? Alan Jost, the guy from Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, he was. He was. So I saw him get interviewed by Seth Meyers about that, and somebody had asked Colin Jost, oh, did you play Tom or Jerry? And he was like, well, neither. I just kind of played a guy. (laughs) 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 He was sort of embarrassed about it, but but he wasn't a star. (laughs) They also got uh, Chloe Moritz, whatever, from uh, Kick-Ass, Kick-Ass 1 and 2. Okay. She's the yeah. girl in it. She's actually, yeah, she's actually who made the movie for me. It was a little more interesting because of her performance. Yeah. She was playing a funny part. Yeah. Did they? I like I said, I haven't those seen kick-ass it. Kick-ass movies. Right, the kick-ass movies are pretty good. I really love those. Yeah. But I was gonna say, uh, I've not, I haven't, I didn't see the movie. So, did they stay true to nature? Tom and Jerry didn't talk at all. Like they don't talk, right? They didn't say anything during the movie. That's no. what kind of made it like. Okay, no, right? They didn't talk, so it's like. This is what kind of made me kind of like, okay, you have to depend on the other story for the other characters that are talking. So you wanted, but Tom and Jerry are just there. I don't know how they made, try to make a movie for it is what I was thinking. Right. Like, so you, how did you make a movie for it? Yeah. So you would have preferred maybe better okay. actors and actresses portraying them to actually kind of like give the old it Garfield or, movies. Uh, Bill Murray was Garfield. I think you just can't do that with Tom and Jerry. You yeah, just they don't talk. talk. They don't talk, so you can't do it. So th- yeah. I, I just didn't see a reason for a movie. So you need, guess, you need the saying. story, and you need the actor and actress yeah. to be better. So no Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote movie for you. No, hell no. They're just chasing <laughs> okay, well, than a side story going on that's supposed to be the main story, and it's like, okay, whatever. 
I'll tell you what surprised me about the movie was uh, they had the classic bulldog from the original movie. Oh, yeah. In, a, in one scene, in one scene, he stops in the middle of the street while being walked. He, he's taking a dump. You know, they, they don't show it, but they show his face. And there's just like, you know, like for a minute, he's just uh, stalling traffic by taking a crap in the street. I just thought that was pretty funny for a kid's movie. That the, <laughs> They, they wrote that in there. I was like, this, this is really unusual. This is fu- it was funny though, but it was nice. I know what's unusual. Justin Bieber. <laughs> um, I know we're all fans of Justin Bieber. Uh, little little news about him. Um, he has a new album coming out called Justice. Uh, releases March nineteenth. Oh great! Bieber. I get to hear bad music on the radio. Again. Right. Anyways, moving on now. Um, have you guys <laughs> seen uh you guys seen Chappelle show? Yeah. Yeah. Um you sure. know you know uh the skit where uh Charlie Murphy with Charlie Murphy and Prince are playing basketball, they have a pickup basketball game and how it's like completely outrageous and everything. You guys remember that skit? Uh yeah, yeah I've I've seen seen it. It. sure. All right. Um you guys remember the skit where uh there was Prince and Charlie Murphy was talking about like his basketball game with Prince and he's like we're we're skins and we're blouses or, you know, that and, whole... and they had pancakes afterwards. Yeah. Do you guys remember all that skit or no? I, I don't think I saw that one. He said, fuck your couch. <laughs> He's on his couch making a dirty Yeah, so shit. Charlie Murphy kind of starts to skit just replaying these stories that he knows from, you know, having a famous brother and yeah. they're hanging out with Prince and Prince is like, well, I'll play some basketball. So they go up to the compound in Minnesota and... He's got so his dude, Charlie Murphy's got his dudes. They're all like, you know, normal guys and stuff like that. And then Prince comes out with these guys all wearing like pirate shirts, essentially. Right. And, and going, going like, yeah, let's go play. Just, and, and, and the hilarity of like, uh, I think Charlie Murphy uses the words like these fairies can play. Yeah. I think it's just um, <laughs> like the stories seem like so outrageous. But apparently uh, Charlie's brother, I don't know if you guys know him or not. Um, Eddie Murphy. Who's that? Um he actually confirmed that that basketball game was real. Like, and they actually had pancakes after the game. Like, all that, that whole story was real, which is just outrageous. But that is outrageous. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> you know, that's cool. Ooh, the ratings that? of these beers. Ooh, cobbler a la mold. Right. Sorry, Bruce. Did you explain this or no already? I, they know. All right, so let's start with uh, Honer. What's your uh, Final thoughts and your rating for... I gave this beer a four. This is a oh, really shit. good beer. I think I would actually have another one if we had it here, but yeah, this one was really good. It was really smooth. It was really fresh. It wasn't sour or anything. It was just right. It was just... It kind of reminded me of like a smoothie, and even though I know it's not one, but it tasted like one. It was yeah. the thickness of it. It was very light thickness, and it was really good. And uh, Two Tones, what did you think about this beer? Um, I really liked it. Um, I wrote, it has really smooth. It's slightly tart. You got a little bit of hit. Um, it has a really good mouthfeel. I like the color. I really dig it. Um, I'm going to give it a 3.75. That's nice. Jolly Blackburn. What did you think of? You know, Cobbler. Yeah. You know, I, I think I told you before that I'm not a, uh, you know, a big beer drinker, but I actually like this quite a bit. So, um, uh, as far as beers go, I'd give it a four because, um, Normally, I wouldn't finish a beer. I, I kind of drank this one right down. Nice, <laughs> nice. And Brian, how about you? Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, 3.75, I think. I, I do really like 
uh, sour ales, but for me, this one had a little bit too much spice, like the cinnamon and nutmeg was coming out too strong. Uh, I like the color, like the consistency. Other than that, the flavor was really good. So uh, better than average beer for sure. Nice. And I gave myself a, a four on this as well. Uh, it did remind me of Cobbler. I, I almost think that you could warm it up a little bit and it might enhance the flavor, but I'd be worried about trying to do that at the same time. <laughs> uh, it was very good, but not super great. Um, all right. Right now, we're going to take a little break. You guys don't have to hang up. We're going to take a nice little break. If you guys got to use the restroom, um, get the next beer ready. Um, it's the, the Kentucky Sunrise. Uh, but yeah, we'll do that, and then we'll be back. Let's take a little bit of a shot break, guys. Shots. Come on, Tones. It's only a couple steps further. Honer back there. Do you have our six? No. My legs hurt. Come on, you stupid dwarf. Keep up. Come on. I can't walk as fast as you. We're going long ways. Are you a hobbit? I was a dwarf. <laughs> My legs are short. Honer's the ho- Honer's the dwarf. Hold on, we have to stop. We have to shave his feet. <laughs> it's time for second breakfast. Ugh. Hold on, let me carry him like a backpack. Carry me, Dad. I guess I'm his dad. Twists and turns everywhere we go. That's right. I see uh, an inn up ahead and a warm fire. Let's go there. I, I see the light. Let's get ourselves some dwarven ale. Or maybe a cider. Let's get it. <laughs> Hello, are you guys open? <laughs> that was tavern music, fantasy, medieval music, no copyright, epic, folk, so Celtic music, no copyright on Unwind Station. All music will be from there. So, yeah. And welcome back. That was some great tavern music there, Honer. And uh, we now acquired Dave Kenzer of Kenzer Co., fellow compadre and partner of Brian Jelke and Jolly Blackburn. Welcome to the show, Dave Kenzer. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. No problem. We're going to do a little bit of a rewind here and ask you two important questions that we asked both of your compadres. What was your first beer? My first beer was probably uh, uh, probably like a Pabst Blue Ribbon or a Milwaukee's, Milwaukee's Best. I'm almost certain it was Milwaukee's Best. The Beast. Oh, I've had quite a number of those back in co- my college days. I regret uh, all uh, of that them. Was my, <laughs> I wasn't in college. I was probably in fifth grade. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> My dad, uh, my dad drank Milwaukee's best, uh, past blue ribbon. Those were his two go to. So it was probably a Milwaukee's best. I'm guessing 50, 50. Nice. And now Dave and I believe Brian, you have our next beer, which is going to be introduced by two tones. Um, yes. Beer number two is called KY sunrise, or you can call it Kentucky sunrise. It's by pivot brewing company. Um, it's out of Lexington, Kentucky. It's a cider. It's a 5.9% ABV, not available IBUs. Um, it has 244 check-ins, so it's not a lot. So hopefully we'll add to this boost or decrease in the ratings. Um, it averages a 
Uh, style guide just says pear plus cherry cider. So yeah, if you guys got your glass, if you guys want to drink it from the can, go ahead and open it, take a sip, and let us know what you think. Real quick, the can says, My grandmother worked as a Rosie the Riveter during World War II. Her picture hangs on the wall of her tap room. It reminds us what can be accomplished when people work toward a common goal. Her moxie guides us in our mission and motivates us to keep moving forward. Pivot. The sun always rises. Beautiful stuff right there. I really like that. This is this is super tart. As soon as I opened it, I smelled it. It smelled super tart. The first taste also super tart, which not necessarily bad, but striking. Feel it in your jowls. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Smack ya. I I agree. It's uh it's it's actually pretty refreshing. You know, not bad for a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that is really good, especially it's a the- cider. It's definitely a cider, though. It's not a. It's not a beer. Yep. Oh no, for sure. I've never thought of mixing it's- pears and cherries with apple, also. So that's pretty. This is a pretty unique uh, blend, and it works well together. You know, some things work well, and some things don't. What's that? You know, reviews. Oh yeah, uh, hit it. Dive Bar Review. Dive Bar Reviews is a section where I read a majority of one-star reviews, maybe a five-star and a couple in between. Let's do this thing. Today, we're digitally visiting Walk Again Bally Muck, Inc. in Walk Again, Illinois. You guys ever been there? <laughs> Waukegan? Waukegan? What did I say? Walk Again. Walk Again? Walk Again. Well, <laughs> it's my dream to walk again. So, thanks for laughing, guys. <laughs> I- have you already been no, to the, have you been to the this <laughs> bar before? Guys? No, um our office is actually next to a bar. So when we want to go out in Waukegan, we we go there, but it's, it's not very often. <laughs> All right, well I got a couple of reviews there for you. Maybe a little change your mind. Maybe you will actually go there next time. So, first up we have Grisol Gristle Figueroa starts us off with a three-star review saying, Cute bartender's mail. Smelly place. High school reunion. <laughs> okay. Cute bartender's <laughs> mail. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know, I guess. High school reunion. Next up, we have Eddie Cool Cat with the four-star zanger. Says, great place. 720 years. 720 years. Nothing's changed. <laughs> that's the perfect. Ow. That's the perfect dive bar right there. Been there for seven hundred and twenty years. Nothing's changed. <laughs> Got like stone ass walls and oh, stone glass. Run by Native Americans, right? <laughs> yeah, Blackfoot, Blackfoot Indians. <laughs> Blackbeard, Blackbeard. Next up, we have Marilyn Salinas with a two star. Says smells. Way to be descriptive. <laughs> that was it. It just smells. <laughs> you know what, though? Honestly, if I go into a dive bar and it doesn't smell, there's something wrong. Yeah, they're hiding something. Yes, man. because it kind of reminds me of this one time when you go to a, di- or a Taco Bell drive-thru and 
Mishawaka, and the drive through window opens up, and it literally smells like feet. So it's like, if you don't smell it, you know, obviously, it's not going to be good, you know? Yeah, I guess. Because Taco Bell's fire. I, I don't know if Taco Bell needs to smell like feet, though. It does. I don't know what's going on in there. Next up, we have Solomon Williams with a four-star says, Bartender on Thursdays is very pleasant. Great scenery. Male and pleasant. Hey, that was on Thursday. I don't know where the other bartender was from. <laughs> Larson Giovanni with a three-star panger. I don't know. I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that, sound, that sounds like that would be like that, my that's, review. That's my <laughs> review. That would be my that's review. That's my review. How was it? I, I was know, there. I, I don't know. I was drunk. I was there. Wait, someone, wait. someone told me I was here. Right. I was so, told I was there. I was drunk. That's why he's on three star offense. He's like, right. uh, I could have, I don't remember, but I was drunk. So not memorable, but not forgettable. Is that why all my beer ratings started at a three and I go up or down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So M Swanson ends us off with a five star banger. I called some places for free mold inspection. They wrote up expensive bids and lots of work. Also scare tactics. Like maybe my family shouldn't be in the house. Healthy Home took air quality samples and wrote instructions on what to do to fix things, and I did everything myself. So she reviewed the wrong place. (laughs) (laughs) Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. (laughs) So what I think happened is they were chilling in there, and they did all their errands, and they were just happy to do all their errands, so they said, five stars. Thanks for letting me do this. Right. (laughs) So if you ever find yourself in... Waukegan, Illinois, then head on over to Waukegan Valley Muck, Inc. Get drunk as fuck and don't remember your night like Larson. Or check out the talent that is the bartender on Thursdays. Apparently, it's been around for 720 years and not a damn thing's changed. Now, that's what I call commitment. So go ahead and visit this, maybe or not. I still don't care. All right, back to you, Bruce the Beer Bitch. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I still got it in there. (laughs) Yeah, you still got it in there. (laughs) So, what does everyone think of this cider? It's time for ratings. Dave, you weren't around when we explained this before. We rate from zero to five by quarters. When we call your name, you tell us what you thought about the beer. And rate it accordingly. Uh, let's start with uh, Dave on a couple questions while you're thinking about what you're going to rate this. So, Dave, we talked a little bit from Brian and Jolly about Kenzerco, but maybe you have another uh, insight that they might not have. I mean, it does bear your name. Dave Kenzer, Kenzerco. We talked a little bit about Aces and Eights. We talked about Kingdoms of Calamar and, of course, the Knights at the Dinner Table. But is there any upcoming projects that you want to promote that might be coming out soon? Well, it doesn't sound like you've talked about Hackmaster at all. Just, um, just briefly. Right. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, we have, uh, I think you already talked about Kingdom of the Calamar. I think this year we'll probably be releasing a new version of that. We haven't done that in about, uh, I don't know, 10 years or so. Um, so there'll probably be an update coming out that'll also uh, have some uh, Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition compatible stuff, as well as Hackmaster, of course. Um, and probably start working this year on uh, some new rules for Hackmaster. 
um, try to streamline some of the stuff that we've done in the past and improve it. Um, we had been our, our late partner, Steve, and I have been working on that for a bit now in the background. So hopefully this year or next year, we might be looking at uh, some some new revisions along those lines. And, uh, of course, uh, we, we pretty regularly release products for that line as it is. Uh, am I right or wrong in believing that you guys put out the great space race board game? Oh, you're correct. Yeah. Uh, that game ours, is Craig Gypsy was the designer. Was yeah. so awesome, and you can't find a copy. I can't find copies of it. And I think uh, I think we probably printed like five thousand of those, and we sold them all. Um, but it was super expensive. Um, the production was really costly, and uh, it was back at the time when it was pretty in vogue to go to China that kind of thing and it was a really difficult assembly for us and really hard to work with those guys so um when it was time to decide to reprint or not we decided not to however we do have um another revision of that uh perhaps in the works we have uh craig had uh, a long time ago had already created an update for it with new ships uh new maps and all that stuff. And uh, so we're considering kickstarting that one. Probably wouldn't see that till next year though. Well, you have my money cause I never got a copy of the original <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> I think at the time it was like, it was like a $60 game at the time when games were going for like 40 and uh, it would easily be a hundred dollar game now or something, something along those lines, at least in the production value that it was in at the time. I'd, we'll have to take a look at it all over again. We haven't, we're not even, we're not that far on the path, but we, we do have a lot of additional ships and all that design. And yeah, it is a favorite. We still play it now. I mean, it's all my kids to play. Uh, Brian and I play it a lot at, at conventions. You know, Jolly usually does, it joins in as well. It's one of the few games we can force Jolly to play with us actually. <laughs> <laughs> so let's force some ratings out of you and brian so brian tell me about kentucky sunrise yeah initially when i opened it and tasted it i was getting a little bit of like a cherry cough syrup vibe which i didn't like but i think it's settled down now and uh, after tasting it more I, I do like it a lot better uh i like the clarity i would give this probably a four Ooh. High scores, high praise. How about you, Dave? Dave? Yeah, I I like it a lot, um, actually, a ton. Uh, I'm thrown a little because it, uh, I was kind of expecting a beer because I didn't read the label. Uh, just just the advertising uh, I got, got from you guys as in like, hey, we're going to drink beers. So <laughs> I, <laughs> and it's in the beer-shaped can, so I popped it open and was a little surprised. Um, I didn't get the cherries. Um, I did get the tart and, and apple. Um, later, I found the notes of cherry and, and pear uh, as well. And I really like pears. So I, I actually, you know, as a beer, I, I had knocked it down. I was thinking like a two and a half, three. But now as I've had probably two thirds of it, um, I'd say we're, we're up. I, I'd agree with, I'd go with Brian's four. I can go with that. I think my wife would actually love this one kind of thing. She would, uh, be into drinking i think now uh we get these from the tavor uh, it is uh we had an advertisement earlier it's a a beer cider uh app on your phone it delivers you beer 
to your door. You buy them individually, and they'll hold on to the you're ready to ship. And the shipping is just $15 flat. But it doesn't matter if it's one box of beer or five boxes of beer. And then deliver it right to your door. And there's 47 different states that have beer companies um, delivered from for you. Uh, so that's where we got this from. Yeah, so sorry on the misleadingness, I guess. When we say beer, we use uh, beer as a general term. Because like uh, Bruce said, we use the Devor app. So they have beers, they have ciders, they have stouts, and like seltzers. seltzers. Like they have everything. So we just pick from there what we think, we've I mean, what we've never had, what guests would like, and we just kind of stockpile beers and we go from there. But, I, I, I pick the beers and seltzers. Well, actually, when we had the one beer, only because... Uh, when I was talking to Jolly, he said he was more of a hard liquor guy, not much of a beer guy. So I decided to choose three beers, um, well, uh, one cider, one seltzer, and then one sour, which kind of is a beer but isn't a beer, to fit his taste levels. So hopefully um, uh, that works. <laughs> right, yeah, because the, the real goal here is just to have guests like you just try – different drinks or different beers that you probably would never find or you know you can't find them at your local liquor stores and hopefully to open people's palates get them to try something they would never try like we've had a couple of beers from alaska that obviously we won't be able to buy here in the midwest at our local liquor store so it's just nice to open up everybody's mind to see there's so many different beers out there there's so many different drinks and just find something that you like and Hopefully you enjoy it, and then we can talk about it on the show and go have, from there. And have good conversation. So, Honer, what did you think of Kentucky Sunrise? So, Kentucky Sunrise for a cider, it's very sweet. Uh, let me get one more actual extra. What's it supposed to have in there? I forgot. I Cherry. Pears. Pear. I can taste the pears. I, I slightly taste the cherries, but it's uh, mixing in with the apples. So it's kind of like a apery. Um, it's nice. I think I would definitely prefer this out in the summer shade. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm out in the field or something like that. I don't know. I don't have fields here, but uh, that's this, this is definitely a summer summer drink yeah. for sure. Especially when I'm shirtless and I just got <laughs> done riding the bike, or the bikes got done riding me, and I'm just like sweating out, and I just drink it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it would be good. So I'm gonna give it three point seven five. Two tones. Nice. How about you? Um, I liked it. Like he, he, like Honer was saying, um, it's a nice summer beer. I like the clarity of it. It's super clear. I like the color. Um, I like the apple. I don't really taste much of the cherry, but I do taste slight hint of the pear in it. Um, overall, it's a good beer. Um, I still like the first one best. So yeah, this is going to be a three point five for me. But yeah, I really do dig it. It's nice. It's got a sweet. It's got a nice little tart taste to it. Uh, I'm pretty close to you guys. I'm a 3.75 as well, same as Honer. Uh, it's sweet. It's slightly tart. I think the flavors they're all there, but and they mix. And I don't know if I I want to kind of grab onto one, and I wish I could. And because I can't really place a flavor consistently each time I sip, it makes me go ooh. But it won't break the four barrier for me. Uh, so that is my rating. So now we're going to move into the last segment of the show. We're going to take a small shot break, and you guys stay on the air. We're going to play some music. Uh, you can comment with us. Uh, all of our music today is Dungeons & Dragons slash role-playing slash Kenzer Cohen uh, in theme. Um, and then we'll move into the last segment. 
All right, that's still tavern music, fantasy medieval music, no copyright, epic folk Celtic music, no copyright on Wind Station on YouTube. Welcome back, everyone. That was some good tunes there, Honer. Uh, let's break out the next beer. We have a hard seltzer from Evil Twin. It's called Evil Water Pastry Seltzer. It's a blackberry and passion fruit combination. So everyone who has said beer, pour into your glass or drink it from the can and give us your first thoughts. Um, real quick side note. Um, We're not doing I, the untapped or anything? Oh, we should do that. Yeah, <laughs> good, good point. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, 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 Honer, why don't you tell us about well, this? Well, you just kind of went quick, into everything. Real quick so side note just, before uh, Honer gets the untapped. Um, I've been doing a new thing where I've been a... Uh, I assign the beers myself. Normally, we kind of just figure out on the same day that we record. But I've been putting thoughts into it. So this, this week, we're going... Uh, by the ratings. So the first beer was the worst rated. The last beer is the best rated of the three for the episode. Um, they're all within each other, except for this one. This one was higher than the other two significantly. There's no fucking way. The first one was amazing. I'm just saying the <laughs> first one averaged a 3.8. The second one, I think, was a 3.9. And this one, well, you'll find out. Yeah, so this one is a pastry seltzer by Evil Water. Hard seltzer, 5% ABV, not available, IBU. 15 check-ins overall, uh, 3.88. Maybe, maybe I looked five. up the wrong beer when I assigned it. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Evil Water Microbrewery, Ridgewood, New York, United States. The style guide says strawberry, peach, pineapple. I think you had the wrong one, Honer, because mine says Evil Water Blackberry Passion Fruit, hard seltzer, 4.5 ABV. And it's got 148 check-ins for an average score of 4.29. What the fuck? You got you got to click on the Blackberry uh, Passion Fruit one. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, there we go. That's the one. Oh, what happens when go. you try to rush me in the shit, dog? Yeah, rush, rush, rush. Yeah, dude. Ain't nobody fucking prepared, dude. <laughs> well, I'm sure the, our guests are prepared. What do you guys think of this beer so far? You know, I'm <laughs> loving it. This is uh, actually really awesome. It's uh, actually uh, is pretty pretty damn good. I, I like seltzers, yeah. and this one is really good. Very tart. Uh, you can the blackberry comes right out. Uh, it's it's really good. I tell you, the first thing I noticed is the action. I mean, it's bubbling like crazy. <laughs> yeah, mine exploded all over. All over. Oh my gosh, this is yeah, really exactly, good. exactly. Yeah, it's overflowing from the can. Almost. I As think our, they put more ounces inside here than would fit in the can. That's why. So what was style okay, guy? Yeah, I'm there, liking owner? this. All right, guys. So the style guy. Now that I found it on my own, uh, it's pastry seltzer, intense blackberry jam cut with tart passion fruit, huge body and thickness. Wild. So, uh, do you guys taste all that? Do you guys taste the thickness? I do. Yeah. Yeah, even the color is attractive. It's it's great. Yeah. yeah I can cool. taste the uh, blackberry for sure. Yeah, Not sure about the patient fruit, but uh, I definitely taste blackberries. So we're going to move into the next. Uh, right before we go into the last segment, Dave, uh, uh, all of you guys, tell me uh, – if you could, on the spot, make your own 
beer or seltzer or IPA or cider, what would you make? Like, what's your ideal flavor profile? Let's start with you, Jolly. Oh, maybe that's the wrong guy. <laughs> um, well, you've had some samples today, so maybe you said old granddad mixed with some yeah. fucking vodka. You know, I'll tell you what this. I'll, I'll tell you what this reminds me of. It just hit me uh, back when I first started drinking. I told you I was the late. I came to drinking later in life. Yeah, and um, I, I went through a period where I was a wine cooler guy. I was that guy. <laughs> Bartles and James. <laughs> yeah this this has this kind of has that uh, reminiscent. Uh, taste to me like like the old wine colors i used to drink so maybe that's coming through for me but yeah i, I like uh tart sweet and all that's something fruity you know like like this one nice how about you dave you know uh that's a really hard question because i, I like all sorts of pretty eclectic with my with my likes and it depends on uh mood and atmosphere whether you're having uh whether you're having a light beer or a really heavy dark beer um, or a wine cooler uh, or a glass of wine and so it's or or you know you're having whiskey uh, you know like single malt meat i mean it's uh it just it really depends on what you're doing and where you're at so but it, what would I be passionate about so much that I would make my own uh, you know I think the kinds of things I hearken back to are like, uh, like original Sammy's stuff like that. So, uh, kind of a medium, uh, darker side. Um, I like sour and tart. Um, but like Jolly, I, I like the sweet stuff too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a really, it's a really crazy question. <laughs> Brian should have been the one you asked because I'm pretty sure he tried to brew his own or well, has been. We call him brew. We call him brew master. Did ask him. And Brian, what would you have choose? <laughs> yeah, I I uh, have certainly brewed beer in the past. Uh, I never really got too experimental with it though. But um, I my favorite fruit is apricots, so I'd really love to see a sour with uh, like an apricot overtone. Uh, some of our favorite brewery. Uh, Urban Artifact has uh, a beer, a sour beer called Centerpiece, which is apricot. So if you want to look for that, um, you they have awesome. it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It hits you in the jowls. It's very sour. <laughs> now, our last question before we get like Go ahead. I said just the way I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. <laughs> so our last, I'm, I'm going to have one more question before we move into the last segment. It's for all of you. And including my hosts. So we are now an adventuring party. What are you going to be playing as? So I already know what Phil's going to say, but I want to hear it from his mouth. But we're going to start with our guests. So we got to fill a six-person adventuring party. What are you going to choose and why? Jolly. Oh, man. They they know the answer to this one. Uh Dwarven fighter. I just like little tanks. Okay. The little brute guys that damage and, uh, you know, they don't have to be the smart member in the party. They just have to hit the hardest. Nice. Nice. Brian. Yeah, I think, uh, I'm probably going to go with the cleric. I'm not sure what kind of uh, deity yet, but 
I've uh, been playing one that's kicking ass in combat, and I, I like the aspects of having spells too. So that's that's what I would do. Kind of like a war priest. Yep. How about you, there, Dave? Uh, well, if you'll indulge me, I've got two very different choices. Um, although my partners would probably say I should play an assassin. Uh, that's <laughs> that wouldn't have been my choice. Um, I would usually pick a mage. I, I think uh, playing a mage is pretty cool because it's the closest thing you can do to becoming game master when you're not actually game master because you basically can um, force things to go your direction or uh, you know change the outcome in a supernatural way that uh, others really can't do. Uh, so that's kind of my favorite, um, especially if you can suffer through the low levels and make it to high level or uh, then all that abuse you took as a low level character, you're now, uh, you're now in charge. Nice. But I have had an awful lot of fun playing uh, lawful good knight mm. or um, paladin. And I, I'd say that's a, that's, that's a pretty, pretty close tie. And they, I think most people, they laugh or they mock at that because they, they don't, they have a lot of trouble with playing, playing that alignment or that type of character. Uh, but I think sort of within your confines of, of your ethos, you can do, <laughs> you can do some pretty, um, pretty devastating things. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think it all depends on how you define, um, what being a lawful good character is all about. Uh, Jolly's had some campaigns where, um, I think he, I probably tortured him a little bit around <laughs> how, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how far you can push actually being lawful good. Um, but, you know, punching, punching someone in the nose and bloodying their nose. Is that, uh, <laughs> is that not a lawful good act when, when maybe they deserve the guy, it, it, it depends on the laws of where you're at. <laughs> yeah. He, he so, punched the guard. Yeah. <laughs> he punched the guard through his visor, open visor slit. Um, because he didn't like the questioning the guard was giving him. <laughs> That's a nice, precise shot right there. Yeah, that's right. How, how about you, Honor? I rolled a crit. I actually rolled a crit in that case. He was like, all right, you want to try to punch him? Go ahead. And we were like first level, and I rolled a 20. <laughs> that, that reminds me, I was playing a shadow run once, and there was this guard. I was playing a physical adept, and I knew Jeet Kune Do, like Bruce Lee. So we're like, you knock him out. I'm like, okay. And in that game, when you roll D6s, if you roll six, you get to add the six again. So you get to roll another one. And I was like, how many dice are you going to use? I'm like, I'm going to use three. I'm just trying to knock them out. And I rolled triple sixes. I'm like, crap, I have to re-roll them again. And I rolled two more sixes on top of that. And so the damage was so much that I kicked his head <laughs> off when I was just trying to, like, knock him out. <laughs> so, Honer, what are you going to be playing in? So he took the mage slot. So what if I just become, like, a necromancer? And is there a way to become like a necromancer? No, you you can have the mage then. No, dude. Okay, you took it, all right? You (laughs) took it. (laughs) So I was thinking, well, because you took that, I was like, hey, actually, a necromancer sounds badass right now. So I would say necromancer, but is there a way I could like kind of control time somewhat? (laughs) Also, like a necro time mancer. Well, and and, in the world of D&D, anything and everything is So I can be a necro chrono mancer. Maybe, but our lawful good paladin would not have no, a that's, that's, the dead. I'd, 
It's not a bad, it's a really bad idea. I've seen Umbrella Academy. You don't want to be doing that. Yeah. I kind of want to just because I'm with you guys and I know you guys will be able to protect me. So I can just do whatever I want. I want to, I want to be the chaotic, chaotic good. Nice. Nice. More chaotic neutral. Anything you want. <laughs> no, I'll do whatever I want. Whatever you want. How about you, dear? Um, I have, I was in the same boat. I think as Dave, I was kind of th- leaning towards like Paladin, like just your basic. Let me get in there. Let me. You mean barbarian? Because you look like one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a barbarian. Just let me try to muscle my way. Just around. let you do the forefront shit. We'll all just be in the yeah, back. Just, just send me out there, and I'll get. I'll be the one that gets hurt, and you guys can build strategy. Yeah, off we that. got a cleric, so <laughs> we're good. Well, it sounds like the only thing we're missing. Uh, I guess we'll fill a hole. I, I, I'll play the ranger, so we can have uh, specializing <laughs> with bows, so we can have some long distance, uh, long distance uh, options. Uh, necromancer have bone arrows. You didn't know that, but I do. So. <laughs> So we have our adventuring party complete. We built the perfect team. The perfect team. What should we call ourselves? My name is Budsaholics. Be, yeah, my name is going to be Greg. <laughs> Greg the Necromancer. Necro Chrono. Right, you guys are in a. You guys are in a bar. What do you do? Fuck. Oh, uh, I I order a drink. <laughs> I'm the the the, right, the Buxy Maiden. I ask for a full pint or a full pitcher, <laughs> and I chug it, and then I smash it over the cleric's head. I uh, I scope out the scene. I see who's there. See where the trouble is. See what to avoid and what to watch for. That's what you're I a do. fucking barbarian. Why are you so smart? Why is he acting so smart? He's, hey, they, they have smart barbarians. Not this one. Uh, he's all like, oh, I'm gonna check out every brown beard. Fighter. I gotta find the biggest guy so I can beat him up later. Uh, no. He's I'm gonna scout it out. I'm a fucking. Well, smart. What are you guys doing? Who's who's running this game? This barbarian's got glasses and shit. He's hauled. I don't know, but whoever it was that hit the cleric, I'm going to run that guy through. That's the one thing That's you can right. do. you got to protect the cleric. Yeah, protect the cleric. No, That's hey, right. hey, I'm chaotic neutral. I just do what I want. <laughs> yeah, you reap the actually, con- you're, consequences you're, you're, for it, too. Actually, uh, that was the wrong tense. You were chaotic neutral. Now we're burying you behind the bar. Oh, dang. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm now the big, uh, big bad in your guys' group. <laughs> you guys gotta fight me on the main fight. Yeah, we gotta go fill get that antagonist. <laughs> he was raising the dead <laughs> and didn't turning back now. time. <laughs> Has anybody played a female character in a role playing game? Yeah, I have. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I have not. I have, I have <laughs> Yes, but I've played female characters, so I don't have any problems with it. I don't know why people actually have problems with it. I know, right? I probably I play naked, that's it, but that's what we got problems with that for. <laughs> Elf titties. There was a female character in one of our campaigns that got captured by orcs, and uh, she had to be retired after that. Oh, oh, damn! <laughs> <laughs> that got intense. They, they yeah, it got a little actually. heavy. Yeah, it sounds they like rescued it her heavy. actually, but then the 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 the, the, the owner of the character uh, retired her. <laughs> Do you guys have any questions for us? Let's just flip the script on this one. How long have you been doing this? Uh, we've been podcasting for about two years as Drunk of Buds. Um, coming up in, okay. I think, two more months. Uh, we enjoy it. We love having the conversations. Uh, the beer is probably only a third of the show. It's just conversations, rating some beers, and talking about things that just interests everybody. Okay, yeah. did, did, I, did, did I catch mention that you sponsor a race car? Or was that 
Yeah, yeah we do. Mentioned. We do. Uh, it's uh, one of our buddies, uh, Nathan Benham, has been on the show, and he was uh, he sponsors his buddy that does iRacing. It's Elite Racing League, and they're on YouTube, and they stream a tournament or a league every Monday. And we are apparently sponsoring them because my buddy Nathan doesn't have anything to sponsor, so he asked us to cover it for him. And so we have our well, – we didn't have to pay for it, so we didn't have to cover it that way. Right. But he's like, oh, yeah, put the just, logo just, on there. Yeah. So we have two racing cars. Hey, just to be clear, it's, it's not slot cars, right? It, it, it is uh, stock cars, but it's, it's – Internet racing. Internet it's, a video, racing. it's video games. It's, it's a game that was out in like – Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like 2007 or some, something like that. The game came out, but they still do leagues on there. And, like, their setups, though, that they have actual, like, pedals, and they have to do their shifting – and all that stuff. And the game has in there, like, uh, part failure and everything, yeah. too. So, like, you could just be driving along, and all of a sudden your brakes give out because that's just, you know, the random chance that happens. I'll say, <laughs> just, just like any other, like, part, part failure. I yeah. thought you said it. I thought you said heart failure. <laughs> Maybe that too. <laughs> no, I was going to say, just like right, your driver has a cardiac arrest. Right? <laughs> it's so realistic. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, just like any computer game, like I've seen, I've seen these guys have three screens, one with the front view, and then the ones on the left and right are like the windows. Like they're legit having three screens with their controller and their pedals. They're legit racing these cars, but it's just internet based. So. Okay. They got to wear oh, okay. like an so, Oculus, uh, Oculus helmet. Dude, I have a, I actually just uh, got one of those, and I love it. The Oculus Quest uh, 2. That'll change your know, life. You uh, know, my, my, my kids have those, and we played uh, The Room in oh. there. I recommend that. That that was that was awesome. In fact, there's a church you go in that's like a Templars kind of place. It's just super awesome. So if you like... That's a scary game, though. If you like it? gaming... Yeah, no, you should do room? it, owner. You should no, do it. it's, yeah, it's he's not. Lying. I don't. I, well, I mean, there's scary elements, but uh, you can handle it. <laughs> yeah, well, dude. Okay, he so wouldn't put his game, hand in that box earlier, dude, though. The, so. Hey, the kind of game I could not <laughs> handle though is like a Resident Evil Seven VR, where like I'm actually straight up in the business and like getting in there, and it's like I can't handle that shit. It gives me so much anxiety that like I'm fucking like I can't. I'm gonna die in real life, bro. <laughs> but didn't you enjoy the? Waypoint VR that we played? Isn't that kind of the same thing? No. no. That one you can move around. I'm with friends. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've but, seen yeah. this trailer for like a World War One horror game where you're in the trenches of World War One and some kind of creepy thing is chasing you down. And it's Oculus game that they're promoting. I don't think you would survive. I don't think I would either. <laughs> so um, I know what you're not going to survive. Yeah. Our next Yo. segment. Okay. Bruce. Trivia. Bruce. Trivia. Bruce. Welcome everyone to Bruce Trivia. I did spend a couple hours putting together a name game, um, which <laughs> is usually hilarious in the show, but we have five different voices all trying to buzz in. That's not going to really work. So we're switching to the family feud. It's Kinzer Cove versus Pena. Yay. So three against two. Okay, cool. That's real fair. That's yeah, It's fun. super fair. You guys are used to the game. They're not. So we need someone on your guys. I think I suggest we do hootie hoo when you run a ring in for your family. Does that sound pretty good? Sure. Hootie hoo. Hootie hoo. That's right. And I need then, a little more oomph over there. I don't need to hear it. I need a little more high pitch. Hootie hoo. 
<laughs> so we're gonna play the. the there we yeah. go. Yeah. All right. Cheers, ours. So on your side, Kinsuko, who's gonna be the head of the family? Who's daddy? It should be Dave. I agree. <laughs> Dave Kinzer, you are first up. So hand on your hoodie hoo. <laughs> that came out bad. And then on the painiest side over here, do we have two tones or do you have uh, Honer as Honer's the head? Honer's got the buzzer. Honer's got Black, the buzzer. Blackbeard has the buzzer. Blackbeard has the buzzer. All right. So do we everyone know the rules of Family Feud on your guys' end? Don't I get a kiss first? Oh, wow, way back. Uh, I saunter up to you. Give him a smooch. I roll my die here. Let me see. Oh, I got a nat 20 on uh, smooching, and I give you a nice little peck on the cheek. Now you're pregnant. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Later on, I'm going to be filming uh, The Running Man. Everyone's got their hand on their buzzers. We have 100 adults asked. Top six questions. Answers, actually. Name something that even adults hate to share. Honer. Time. Uh, <laughs> all right, Dave. Just get on the board. Name something that even adults hate to share. Food. Ding! There it is. That is the number two answer. Do you wish to play or pass? What do you think, guys? We came to play. What was man. your answer? We didn't come to pass. Yeah, what was your answer? <laughs> they came to food. play. My answer was oh. food. We're going to uh, play. We're going to do right. it. All right. Okay, Jolly, number right. two. Hey, what? No, Jolly's number two. Wait, wait. Go ahead. Wait, what was Dave's answer? Food. Oh. All right, Jolly. Name um, something that even adults hate to share. The number two answer was food. We have five more answers. Uh, significant. Uh, oh, I wouldn't want to share that either, but that's a big old X. <laughs> Couples nowadays share those. <laughs> Brian, name something that even adults hate to share. So I wanted to say Butterfinger, like nobody better lay a Butterfinger <laughs> on my Butterfinger, but I know that's not going to be right. So I guess I'm going to go with drinks. Drinks. I'm sorry. That is your second strike. Back to you, Dave. You got two strikes. You got to clear some board or my Come on, Dave. fellow co-host here going to sweep in with a steal. Money. The number one answer. Num Good job. <laughs> All right, Jolly. Keep the streak going. We have money. We have food. Uh, I want to go with, uh, bathroom. That is correct. The number four answer. We have money. We have food. Then we have a blank. Then we have bathroom. Three answers left for you, Brian. That Can one you is keep true. it going? Because whenever Names. these guys come over, they share my bathroom and I hate it. Name something that even adults hate to share. I'm going to go with something kind of off the wall. It's not really a like a regular thing, but uh, I would say secrets. The number six answer there. <laughs> Woo! The streak is continuing. Yeah, he is off the wall. Good answer. Good answer. All right. Back to Dave Kenzer. We have money. We have food. We have bathroom and secrets. Two answers left on the board. The number three, 
the number five. What do you have for us? I'm out of ideas here, but I can tell you that two of my adult daughters almost came to blows over sharing clothes. So I'm going to say clothes. That is correct. The fifth answer. There's only one on left. Jolly, can you clear the board? <laughs> oh, man. That pressure, huh? You got two strikes? You got two strikes, Jolly. Under pressure. Hey, I want to say, uh, I want to say bed. They have cleared the board. <laughs> Round hey, one hey. goes to the kids. Hey, I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Good job, guys. Hey, Good hey, job. It's never Jolly, been done on the hey. show. I almost said bed because I was thinking about cons. Sharing rooms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We generally only Especially get like, two rooms and pack in a lot of guys. Oh, you guys like that? Yes. <laughs> By necessity. Most never had guys in one room. All um, right. So, two tones and uh, Jolly, you guys are ready for round two? Uh oh. Get your hoodie hoo and your buzzer ready. We asked 100 adults, name something you would do to prepare for a game of strip poker. Oh, oh two tones. Who who? Oh, who, two tones is in first. I'm sorry. How many answers are there? There are six. Um, I would shave. I'm going to. Can we be more specific or? I'm gonna Shave. give you. The, I'm gonna give you the Bruce stretch Yay! on this one. Because they fucking shower slash bathe. I yeah. guess cleaning yourself up would count that as the number six answer. So Jolly, there's five more answers that all will beat that one. What do you do to prepare for a game of strip poker? Uh, wear more clothes. Extra clothes is correct. The number four answer. Jolly, do you wish to play or pass? Uh, we'll play. All right. Ryan, name something you would do to prepare for a game of strip poker. Well, you know, whenever I take my shirt off, I like to make sure I'm good and pumped up. So I'm going to say exercise. Ooh, that's a good answer. But I'm sorry, not good enough. <clears throat> One strike. Dave, name something you would do to prepare for a game of strip poker. Uh, so the first guess was already shave or was it shower or was it both shower bathe slash shave is all the number six answer and you guys also oh, have wear extra clothes we have four more answers and i'd probably uh i don't know pick uh pick up an extra deck of cards an extra deck of cards i feel i'm going to give you the bruce stretch on that one I feel like you're getting ready to cheat. Getting ready to cheat is an answer. That was oh, the number sure. five answer. All right. Jolly, back to you. Oh, man, cut me off guard. Name something you would do to prepare for a game of strip poker. Cheat. Wear a hat. I don't know. Wear a hat. I'm sorry. That's strike number two. Uh, wear a hat. <laughs> All right. Uh, after Jolly's Brian. So what do we have that's right so far? We you have got, shower and wear. You got shower, bathe, Go shave. You got prepare to cheat and wear extra clothes. The top three answers are still on the board. 
<laughs> remove wedding ring. Ooh, good answer. Good answer, but I'm sorry. <clears throat> the third strike. All right, two tones. Talk with your friend for five seconds. Your your cousin. Come up with one concise answer. That's all I got. I'm Name go. something you would do to prepare for a game of strip poker. Honer, you are the head of the family, I believe, so you get to give the Unless answer. Unless you got one. That's all I had. I got nothing, but I'm going to go with uh, uh, wear less clothes. Wear less clothes. <laughs> 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 Hey, 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 we're, we're ready to strip. <laughs> yeah. Number one answer for a strip poker game is get a group of people. Real quick, I thought we already had a group of people with us. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> drink a lot of alcohol to be ready. Damn. And then have clean underwear on. So, Kenzerko, wearing underwear? You are uh, <laughs> got clothes. two wins going into the last round, which is worth double. So our, my Pena family has to win this round to force overtime. Pena, Pena. We're getting our asses kicked. Uh, yeah, three. Uh, no, that's not very much. All right. Hands on your buzzers. This will be Brian versus Honer on the buzzers. Just like brothers. You're going down, Brian. All right. Get your hootie who ready. <laughs> All right. My hootie who stays ready. My hootie who been hard. I'm in ready. Name something that kids play in, but an adult would not. Owner. The bass. The number six answer of six. <laughs> six. <laughs> Brian, Woo. name something that kids play in, but an adult would not. Sandbox. The number two answer. Kenzerko, would you like to play or pass? We'll play. All We're right. Play, man. Dave like Kenzer. Clear the board, and they have no shot. Name so something I, that kids play in that an adult would not. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't hear the first answer. I heard Brian Sandbach. So I didn't hear the first answer. Uh, the first answer was bathtub. It was the number six total answer. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, a ball pit, one of those colored ball pits. The number four answer. Play place. I would totally play in that. <laughs> Jolly, I, I've played. I've played in those, but I don't consider myself. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm gonna get my own. Jolly, name pick. something that kids play in that an adult doesn't. Okay, I gotta go with uh, mud. The number one answer: mud slash dirt. That was the one I going down. Brian, back to you. Name something that kids play in, but an adult would not. I think so. Anybody who knows one of my recent um, Facebook. Post knows that uh, I used to be a kiddie pool diving champion. Yes. And so I'm going to say kiddie pools. The number three answer. <laughs> to be clear, to be clear, Brian was like 17 when he was diving into this kiddie pool. No, no, like 27. I don't think you should no, be diving into a kiddie pool ever. I think that sounds like an ouch waiting to happen. <laughs> Ironically, he was an adult. <laughs> so we have mud slash dirt as the number one answer sandbox is the number two answer kitty pool is the number three answer ball pit is the number four and number six the bathtub we have one left on the board no strikes dave kenzer what do you have they're about to get up strikes all right I, i'm going with what i did as a kid we played a lot of 500 in the street I'm going with street. In the street. And good answer. Yeah. But that's one strike. Jolly, can you 
sweep the board. When we get striked. Uh, <laughs> you don't get them. You don't get them much. Then we have to. Yeah, because uh, we suck, and obviously you guys don't. So. <laughs> uh, okay, you're right. All right. Play the. Thumb up. Yes. Okay, I played a lot of uh, Doctor the Neighbor's Playhouse. You sweep the board and you win the game. What did he say? Doctor in Playhouse. He Playhouse. said two. He played Doctor in a in Playhouse. Oh my God. Playhouse or a tree is the number five answer. The Kinzer Co. destroys the Penas. Way to go. Give us yeah. a victory speech. Give Age us a difference. victory speech. Age difference. You guys have been alive longer. You guys so. had numbers. <laughs> Give us your victory speech. I'm kind of pissed that Street wasn't there. <laughs> I did be wrong. It seemed like an obvious. Uh, so give us your victory you speech. Well, you know, your speech, hootie hoo, we win. <laughs> hootie hoo. Yeah, we don't like we don't like to lose, you know. So rub it in a little bit. Come on. Don't. If you guys if you guys heard the stories of the, all the stuff we used to do when we were winning uh, Origins Awards, which is why we don't win game awards anymore. No, why don't you tell us? Uh, we don't have enough time. <laughs> we, but... have pl- we have plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of beer here. We can just drink. Uh, well, I think uh, early on, we were winning a lot of awards for nights at the dinner table. Um, and uh, one one year, probably second or third year, we started winning uh, best game magazine. We all wore, um, we all wore flowers on our shirts, like, uh, like daisies. And we had like uniforms. We had like golf shirts that said like Kendrick Cole or something. And we had daisies, uh, on there, but they were ones that you filled with water. You couldn't tell them and you could you oh, right. hurt them. Yeah. So when they- so when they when they called us up for the award and we went to shake hands and we were like that's awesome. <laughs> bunch of clowns out there, dude. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, it was the last thing they one, expected. And yeah, I remember one year they had uh, Yeah, one year they had a, they tried to start a policy of hey, wear a suit or a tuxedo to the awards. We want to bring it up to a new level. And we wore like T shirts. That was the year. With printed yeah, it was printed tuxedos on a T-shirt. So. Oh, that's badass. Uh, the best one, by far, uh, it's a little bit of a long story, so you have to indulge me. And I, I'm sitting. And I, I'll ask for you guys to, to, to chime in again with the details I'm forgetting. We were at, it was 2001, and we were at uh, Origins, um, which is where they do, they do the awards in person. And they came to our booth and said, hey, you know, you guys are up for, um, you guys are up for best role playing game with Hackmaster. So, uh, we want to make sure that you're, you're bringing someone with, uh, accept the award. Um, and it's going to be broadcast on, on E, uh, you know, at the entertainment show and they're, they got camera teams there and everybody's, you know, they're filming it and they had, uh, yeah, that one actor uh, from John Rice Davies. Yeah, John Rice Davies from Indiana Jones, right? He's gonna no, or well, from Gimli. I think of him as Gimli. Gimli, Gimli yeah. yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be giving the award out to the, you know, for the penultimate award, which is the game of the year, um, which is a it's a ball role playing game. So you know, we're like, yeah, 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 we'll be there, and <laughs> we had then the the booth the booth closed at six p.m. the dealer hall. 
And there was a bunch of fans still hanging around our booth. They were like, hey, you guys want to go with us? We're, we're heading over to uh, this award ceremony. Maybe you guys can, maybe you guys can, uh, if we win, you can accept the award. Go on upstage. You can take it. And there was like maybe eight or 10 of them. And they're all like, hey, one yeah, point. Yeah. Hey, one point here. We, we were up against Dungeons and Dragons, the new edition. So it was like impossible that we were ever going to feasibly win this thing. Go ahead. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, so we didn't. We thought we had nothing to lose, right? So we went there, and of course, um, they did. You know, role playing game of the year, and we were in the back, and we had a lot of fans that had, uh, like, it grew like a crowd as we went through. So we probably had twenty or thirty fans in the back of this room because anyone could attend. And there was probably about one hundred and fifty attendees total. We filled the back four or five rows, and uh, near the end, they did role playing. Uh, best role-playing game and we didn't we didn't win and you know our fans were like they went nuts they were all yelling and screaming and jeering and you know shouting like the fix is in and stuff and uh and whatever we were disappointed but we had won many many awards already uh prior to that so it was it was disappointing and we thought we deserved to win but you know we didn't so that was fine and then they get to the end and they're like, all right, you know, we're going to do the the game of the year, which is, uh, you know, the, the ultimate award uh, and the final one. And uh, a backdrop to this, by the way, was that the Internet um, had exploded the weeks before. There was a lot of hatred towards Hackmaster, which is our game, um, for a lot of reasons. But uh, I think a lot of the industry types hated it because they they didn't think that it was particularly a good game and the kind of Joe Gamer fan base thought otherwise. So there were a lot of massive flame wars. Um, and I actually think a lot of our fellow game designers probably lost their careers over that because people were brutal on their games then, um, which, you know, we didn't condone. Um, we didn't stop it either, but we, we, we didn't condone so John Rice Davies gets up and you were supposed to wear like a tux to this thing. And we were just wearing like basically, basically cargo shorts and t-shirts that said nice to the dinner table or something on it. And, or, you know, King of the Calamar, just like some gamer shirts, you know, the dragon on it or something. We were just kind of sitting in the back, like the kid in the back and, and they had the cameras rolling and this was going to be, you know, the piece de raison and what they, you know, went with for this show, they're, videotaping for for entertainment uh and john rice davies gets up there i'll I'll never forget this and he's like you've seen awards for games that have great graphic design and great artwork and great writing and he goes on and on he describes like six or eight things and he's like but the best game the best game must be all these things you know his impressive voice and then they hand him the envelope and he says, and the best game of the year is, and there's a silence, right? He opens the envelope. Heck, master! And because probably 20% of the room was filled with our fans, the freaking place just erupts. I mean, it erupts, it erupts like, you know, <laughs> touchdown pass to the Super Bowl, like just deafening. <laughs> because everyone was already, you know, you, they, we thought we had lost already and it was over because we didn't even win role-playing game. What we didn't know was that if you won game of the year, they took you out of the other categories. So we didn't, we literally didn't win. We were up for like five categories, didn't win any of them. 
<laughs> and so it won game of the year 2001 and we had forgotten that we had told these guys they could go accept the award so rather than like you know me and jolly and and Britt and uh our, our our late friend steve going up there and you know getting some limelight and being like oh yeah we're gonna meet john rice davies we, we didn't even get to go up there because we were just high-fiving each other before we even realized there was three fans like up on the stage to <laughs> get the award. <laughs> and they were literally going to take the trophy and everything. It was crazy. But what was even yeah. crazier was they each made a speech. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome, <man. laughs> Those speeches were the best. <laughs> yeah, I, bet, I bet. Are these on YouTube? You no, know, they never released them. Oh, oh, my God. I would love to watch buried. that. But the the best speech was the guy that said, oh, I was a pizza delivery boy. The guy was kind of there, but in the background, it's just it, it, it was, playing it to the hill. It was really funny. It, it was great. The first guy was just like, he was like a retailer, actually. And he went up and he was just like, this game's great. It flies off the shelves. I just love these guys. And, you know, he went on and on for like so many retailing. And then the next guy was like a, just a gamer. And he was like, just he was like the the guy from Bill and Ted. He's like, Ted, you go rocks, Pegasus rocks, Ted, you go football rules. Like, like, and then they they gave him the old hook, the heave ho, right? Like they just kind of dragged, dragged him away from the mic because he wouldn't stop. And then the last guy, he's like, oh, I want to tell you a story about how Hackmaster was designed. He's like, uh, I had a lot of time to think about it because the Kendra Co. bus broke down on the way to the con and I had to help him change the tire. And he's <laughs> like, oh my God. And we're like, wait, what? What bus broke? What is he even talking about? I drove here. Like, <laughs> he just basically made up an entire story about how much he helped us and helped the design. And stuff. That's awesome. That's funny. Like, right, go big or go home, guy. right? <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. So, uh, so yeah, then they took the trophy and after the award ceremony, they made the mistake of uh, coming back out and mingling with everyone to show off their trophy, and then we took it by force. But otherwise, <laughs> it was awesome. That's awesome. I wish I wish we would eventually have fans to rush the stage and take an award for us. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. When we get back to live events, you know, post-COVID, we'll have fans. Right. So we're going to unveil. We didn't, we didn't think we'd win another award ever after that. Uh, because they were, I mean, they were mad. Like they, we were supposed to be wearing tuxes. They were like pissed for like a month ahead of time. They had been emailing every award recipient. You need to buy, you need to rent formal outfit. And we're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then, so uh, six years later, there was a, there was a change of guard at the, uh, at, at the origins uh, awards, whatever they, they're called. And um, it's <laughs> They, we were then up for the award for best role playing game with our second role playing offer, which was Aces and Eights. And uh, they had a semi formal type event, and uh, we sat around at tables um, with reserved seating. And it turns out we won that one. But on the way to the stage, which we never thought we would do after the first time, Steve, uh, someone handed Steve a bottle of champagne. And while I was giving an acceptance speech, which was, you know, I, I would say probably less than reverent, uh, Steve was shaking up the bottle of champagne. And then <laughs> he blew the cork and sprayed it all over the front three tray 
table. <laughs> and that was 14 years ago, and we've not won an award since. And I'd say we probably won 15 awards between the 10 years before that. I don't even think we've been nominated. It's like the suspicious of RPGs. Yeah. Now, speaking of like getting awards and stuff, what's rate this beer? Oh, Bruce with the segue. All right, so we're, we have been drinking. I've actually forgotten now what we were drinking. It's been such a good time. <laughs> Evil Water Blackberry Passion yes. Fruit Seltzer. Correct. Uh, Jolly and Dave, why don't you lead us off? Dave, Kenzer, we rate by course. Yeah, I'll go first. Go ahead After. and tell us what you think about the beer and then rate it. It's, uh, you know, very tart, which I, I like a lot. And the blackberry comes through. I mean, the color even is purple. It's just, it's actually pretty awesome. Um, I have a soft spot for seltzers. I was just telling the guys that, uh, you know, during uh, the pandemic here, we, we ordered our, our groceries online and my wife ordered two cases of LaCroix and they send us two cases of seltzer, which I had never would have deigned to have, but it was awesome. So we were having like two, three each every day for like, for like 10 <laughs> days. We had so much of it. What else are you going to do during a pandemic? Uh, kids will take care of themselves. <laughs> so I really like uh, seltzers now, and this might be the best seltzer I've had. And I think John Rice Davies and I both say that the Evil Water Pastry Seltzer is a five. Five-star banger! Wow, we haven't had too many five-star bangers on the show. Thank you, Dave, for throwing Dang. one out there. Jolly, what do you have? You know, I, I like this a lot. And uh, I'm probably going to stock some of this for uh, game nights just so people can experience it and have some. But uh, I don't have a lot of uh, experience with seltzers. But, yeah, I don't know what to compare this with. But uh, So I'm going to give it a 4.5. Ooh. If I had if I'd had more, I'd give it a five because I might know have a more. Jolly, opinion. let me uh, try to explain to you what actual seltzers like taste like. They taste like a Lacroix or like a very seltzery, watery taste. It tastes like water okay. with a little bit of carbonation, and so uh, that's yeah. what the actual seltzers usually taste like. But this tastes like uh, right. fruit juice. This, yeah, this actually tastes well, like bubbles. fruit juice. So this is actually like. Better than the usual, the mainstream ones that they actually usually have out in the stores. Uh, there's a company, uh, a brewery up in, uh, it's similar to Waukegan in sounding, but it's Wanaka Waukegan. in uh, Wisconsin yeah. that's called Untitled Art. They make a line of what they call Florida seltzers that just take like bubbly fruit juice. Tastes just like this one. It's just like this one. So not it's not good. that far from you and easy for you to get. Uh, Nice. Check them out. Check out Florida Seltzer by uh, Untitled, Untitled Art, Art, and then you'll get uh, each one of those tastes exactly like this one. So you don't have like to go. Fruits. So you don't have to wade through like uh, the Coors Seltzer, the Michelob yeah. Ultra Seltzers, the, the Corona Seltzers. Look for the Florida yeah. Seltzer, and then that's when you know it's going to be a little bit. Yeah, the domestic seltzers are nothing like the craft beer seltzers, yeah. and like we said, Untitled Art. Hands down, probably make the best selection of seltzers. I don't know. Evil Water might be I mean, right this is, there. No, this oh, is yeah. a good one. but This is the first one we've ever had. I know, exactly. So, yes. Untitled Arts, we've had a lot of those. They make, by for me, they have the best selection of seltzers you can get. I don't know. This one was actually kind of better than those. So, why don't you tell me, Honer? Yeah. I give this a 4.5. 4.5. I really wow. liked it. I enjoyed it so much that I wish I had five more cans. I could put into, <laughs> yeah, a, I could put into a boot. And wow. and then drink it 
One gulp. I have a boot. Hey, a cowboy hey boot? Hey, guys, would it, would it be okay if I commented on Jolly stocking these in his game room? Yeah, go for it. There's an old Jolly's actually he's got a, he's 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 a sly guy, so the reason he would do something like that was for character death purposes. <laughs> so, I, You're dead. Here's a beer. <laughs> other, no, no, it's the other way around. Actually, here's a beer. I hope you die. Damn, uh, Jolly's fucking vicious. Well, I, other than uh, other than other than his wife Barb, uh, who's another one of our partners, who who seems to die almost every session that Jolly Game Masters. Uh, we, he, if he, if he can liquor us up, then probably we'll kill each other. And like, uh, you know, Brian, Brian's character famously killed one of Steve's characters. And that's a really great story that Brian should tell. And you guys should ask him right now, but uh, that's probably the only way Jolly can manage to kill the rest of us. He, he amps up the, the hash factor and kills Barb, but the rest of us seem to survive. So I don't know. When we leave, she probably takes out the rolling pin. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I, when I Dungeon Master, uh, if someone dies in mine, I do make them kind of similar to what goes on in Knights of the Dinner Table, but not as extreme. I make them uh, write their uh, obituary, and then I post it on my screen until the campaign's over. Yeah, that's great. You should make the surviving guys write the obit, though, and, uh, as punishment for letting their comrade fall. Uh, that's a good idea, but I, I find a lot of enjoyment in the person having to, like, I, I love that most of the time they like, it was the fucking mage's fall. <laughs> they, call, they take the chance to call out any, everyone for letting them die. It's, it's, it's a little bit funnier, I, I believe. So I'm totally yeah, doing that. That guy's writing is hilarious. Way funnier. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I'm totally doing that. So two tones. What did you think of this beer? Um, I really liked it. Um, it's I'm not. I don't have all my untapped information right now, but it has to be one of my favorite seltzers. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.25. I like the color. It wasn't. It was bubbly, but it was also thick. So like it was. They, they kind of fought each other. I guess for me, like. I didn't know what to think at first, but yeah, the deep purple or plum color, I really enjoyed that. It was really smooth like a seltzer, but it, but it, the mouthfeel and everything was kind of thick, which I, I was confused about, I guess, but I really enjoyed it. But yeah, it's going to be a 4.25 for me. And don't quote me on this, but this might be one of the highest rated seltzers I've ever done. That's awesome. I personally hey, thought it was... Uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I thought it was very thick, very fruity. I'm a huge fan of Blackberry, so I was going to give it a little extra bump just for that. Uh, I, it's one of probably the best ones I've had. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5. So go ahead with what you're, you were about to say. Uh, I was just going to ask if you play Hackmaster or just Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, I'm a myriad of different things. I, I'm 90% a dungeon master or G, a game master, depending on the system, uh, and 10% player. Uh, I will play or run anything that anyone asks me. So I have the source books for just about anything. So if someone wants to play Hackmaster, I'll do it. Uh, actually, no matter what, if I'm doing Pathfinder or Dungeons & Dragons and we go through character creation, I use the character creation uh, quirks and flaws tables from Hackmaster for every character. They have to roll right. on it at least right. once. 
Um, and if they want to do a reroll on a stat, they earn an extra quirk or flaw. The only thing I do to alter that is that I also made my own table, which I really feel that Hackmasters could use is what we call a, 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 redeem, a redeeming quality table. So you roll on it. I made my own table and they, they, they might come up with like they hate slavery or like they're extra generous or they're, uh, they have a, a penchant for orphans. I just like having something to balance out the, perf the, the quirk and flaw. It's still a quirk, but it's on the positive side. So I make them roll on that as well. Those don't sound positive to me. <laughs> yeah, well, positive for the game. Slavery and it, Wait, it's, it's positive for the game master because it gives you a little bit more things to tug at the heartstrings and uh, pull their characters into where you need them to do. I don't know, man. I always That's told exactly him. exactly what I said. I always tell him to be like, hey, let's do a hack master game. And he always chose Dungeons and Dragons whenever I want oh, to Oh, that's bullshit because last time you played, it was, it was Pathfinder. I don't even know. That's <laughs> okay. It's all right. If you guys are still doing AOL, that's all right. Uh, that's right. I have an AOL email and I still use it. MSN motherfucker. So, <laughs> so we're good with you guys. Uh, we're going to unveil a new thing. It's uh would you rather each of us are going to have a would you rather question and everyone just answer honestly. Two tones. Once you lead us off. All right. Um, I have a would. Would you rather wear a monitor that beeps when you're lying, or it beeps when you're attracted to someone? <laughs> I will answer first. Um, I have a fiance who I am very much attracted to. So if I wore one that beeped when I was attracted to someone else, like when I was around, like at a restaurant, or at a bar, it's just beeping nonstop. It would just beep nonstop. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> um. If it beeped when I was, I don't really lie to her much. <laughs> much. No, seriously, no. For me, not being single, I would probably do beeps when I'm lying. Okay. Honer? I'll do beeps when, uh, I don't know. What would your girlfriend think? <laughs> I don't know. See, uh, well, where I was going, if I was, if I was single, I would want one to beep when I'm attracted to someone because then I don't have to, I don't have to think of a pickup line. Like, hey. I like you. It's beeping. You know I am. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not single. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I just. I don't know. You got to pick one. Fucking A. I guess I'll pick the lie as well. <laughs> Brian, what do you? What would you pick? Beep when you lie or beep when you're attracted? Yeah, I would want the uh, least amount of beeping going on. So, I would say beep when you lie. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> yeah, every girl's out there. Like, boop, 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 boop. Right. Jo jolly. Hey, Brady, okay, we just run out of batteries real fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's always beeping. It's always beeping. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'd have to go fly. I think I'd have to go flying because you can control, consciously control. That I, just, just I shut agree. up. If you, if, you believe, if you believe you're lying enough, it'll be, it won't be a lie. It just stops. <laughs> I would choose lying as well. So... Oh, Honer, what is your <laughs> would you rather question? Oh, uh, here I am. Let's do. Would you rather have your jaws wired shut for a month, uh, drinking only out of a straw, or wear an eye patch for a year? Your jaw wired shut for a month. Eye patch. I think obviously I would rather just have the eye patch. <laughs> For a year. Arrgh. For a fucking year. Yeah, Blackbeard. Hey. The eye patch. How about you two tones? It has to be the eye patch. That's an easy one. 
Yeah. My jaw for a month means I can't eat. You I have to drink, drink through a but, straw. But it's less time of doing something. So and you don't just, have to talk, so that's good for us. But it's just an eye patch. Like, for a whole year, yeah. I'm, they do it in Tokyo Ghoul. What, Put it over my bad eye, my drunk eye, so that you can't <laughs> tell when I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, I can easily tell. Okay, so you're choosing a patch. Yes. I'm going to choose to wire my mouth shut. Yeah, you should. Yeah, that's, that's good for all of us. Just stick to the editing. Yeah, how about you guys? How about uh, how about Jolly? What do you choose? Oh, this is an easy one for me. I I would go with the um, not the eye patch. I forget what the other one. Why are you? Because your I had a, about a year ago. I had an incident where I had bleeding in my uh, right eye. I woke up like I literally couldn't see anything out of my uh, right eye. It's like I was totally blind. And it's the first time in my life I've had a panic attack because um, I thought, oh my, oh my God, I'm never going to see out of that eye again. What if I lose the other one? And so it was like four to five weeks of not knowing. I could eventually the blood absorbed and I could see again. But uh, mm-hmm. having experienced that, I, I would easily go with the jaw wired shut. I'm sorry for bringing that up for you. I guess. <laughs> yeah, thanks. No. Good job, no, PTSD just, here. Thanks. How about you, Dave? <laughs> what a what a wimp! <laughs> Woo! Shots fired. Uh, yeah, I would. I would definitely go eye patch. Okay. It goes with talk like a pirate. Right. And you're about to Ahoy, go, Brian. Shiver me timbers. going to be your choice, too, because of the whole Jolly Blackburn pirate name and everything. <laughs> that that yeah. was, I, I did have that question well, in, the, in name game. It was uh, in the name game, I would ask you a question, and all the answers would be the names of the people who were on the podcast. So uh, Jolly would be an answer, Brian, Dave, uh, Tony, or Phil, or Bruce. And I said, what was uh, the flag you flew when you were about to take the cargo of somebody? So, therefore, the answer would have been Jolly Roger. And we didn't get to play that game because I realized that five different people trying to ring in would be very hard for me to figure out who rang in first. <laughs> so, is that everybody on – did everyone uh, answer that question? Uh, I, I don't think Brian. I answered. My first instinct was the shorter duration uh, – uncomfort but then i realized wearing a patch for a year isn't that bad given uh, i've been at home for a year so well like <laughs> who's gonna do something minor like that for a year who's gonna fucking make sure that i keep it on you know what i'm saying like, either way I'm, like I'm your mouth it. wired your jaw wired shut would be horrible on yourself yeah, but <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i love talking but, and you guys love hearing me talk no, we don't. Oh, no, we don't. so <laughs> i don't want to do that to you guys or me so <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question catches is are, catches are awesome. You could be a Bond villain. There's a lot of things. Oh you yeah. Do. yeah, shake and not stud. All right, our last question is from me. Goodbye, Mister Bond. Everybody, <laughs> would you rather lick every inanimate object you see, or be licked by every living thing you see? Oh fuck. I'm going to answer first, as we always have. I would let every living thing lick me before I licked every inanimate object I see. Hands where, are they, where, down. where are they licking? Are they going to It doesn't balls? specify. It just, I guess it's up to the creature li- li- licking you. Where are they going to lick you? Well, at least they're not biting me, I guess. So, yeah, I guess I would do that too. I would do like everybody living lick me. Yeah. I would rather have a giraffe lick me than lick 
uh, giraffe turd. When are you? So ever, I am. When are you ever gonna be? It sounds a like giraffe you're at, at the zoo. If you choose the other way around, you're just keeping your eyes shut the whole time, right? I know. <laughs> I'd rather have any living thing lick me. That's easy. How about you, Dave? Oh yeah, that's easy. Any living thing. I would just send the two step kids to their dad's house and be fine. <laughs> we got a dog in the house anyway. She's already, you know. Right. Yeah. Dog do. I just don't want to lick everything I see. Jolly? <laughs> yeah, but living at living things, because you can avert your eyes. You know, not you can limit your scope of vision, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, you honey, know. but I accidentally saw her crossing the walk. She's coming over here to lick me. <laughs> <laughs> we made eye contact. She has to lick me now. She has to lick me. She's living. I'm like you, you dead brown. For you, it'd be a bunch of squirrels. Good, yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. Hey, good thing my beep's not beeping though, because I'm not lying. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what about you? Yeah, I agree. I'd, I'd be subjected to being licked. Although I did have a brief thought, like, where am I that I would have to lick everything? Like maybe a winery? Maybe that'd be okay. <laughs> no, but where where I'm at right now, I see gray beard and yeah. black beard and a laptop. I like I'm not of, licking all this. Well, no, they're inanimate. Oh, inanimate. I, inanimate. Okay, well, laptop and a microphone, microphone and a phone, beer, the, the trash can over there, there. <laughs> everything in here. There's a I lot am of shit. Not licking that shit. <laughs> yeah, and especially when you walk out, you gotta lick my trash can. Trash can in here. <laughs> now, there's a, there's a bunch of people who love things, and especially they love the show. So let's go into top fifteen downloaded. Of our last episode, the cities they downloaded from. Yay. Let's get it, Bruce. Chicago, Illinois, South in Indiana, Goshen, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana, Calgary, Alberta, Springfield, Illinois, Mishawaka, Indiana, Hogue, Ohio, Los Angeles, California, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, San Jose, California, Atlanta, Georgia, Eau Claire, Mich- uh, Wisconsin, Crystal Lake, Illinois, New-, New York, New Jersey, Fitchburg, Massachusetts, Bill America, Massachusetts, Clemens, North Carolina, La Vista, Nebraska, Cleachy, France, Asheboro, North Carolina, Dowajak, Michigan. Thanks, Jakey. Three Oaks, Michigan, and finally, Happy Kentucky. Thank you, guys. Um, we're gonna right here. We're gonna do a, what we call a last call. Um, out of all the beers we've had today, the three beers. Um, which one is gonna be your last call? Bartender calls last call. End of the night. You gotta order one more. Which ones you go to? Jolly. Evil Water. Yeah. All right, all right. Brian? Well, I didn't try the Evil Water, although you guys say it's great, but I think I'm going to go with what I liked for sure, and that's the uh, Kentucky Sunrise. Nice, nice, nice. And Dave? Well, it's, I just have to point out, as president, I got both the Kentucky Sunrise and the Evil Water. <laughs> <laughs> Got <laughs> yeah, my team is loyal. I go uh, evil water. Very nice. Honer? I will say that I really liked, for the last call, I think I would go back with the cobbler a la mode, just because I really want to taste it again. Okay. Two tones? Evil water, hands down. Favorite I, beer. I agree. I, I enjoyed the evil water the most. I'm a, a big blackberry guy. So the evil water wins. For the episode, um, right now we're gonna do our our social media uh, outputs or your info. If you guys want to promote anything, um, if you guys have anything that you have upcoming that you want to promote, just go ahead, and shout it out. Give us your socials. Let's go. <laughs> so one of the new things we're working on is uh, Hackmaster Zealot's Guide books. You can find those on our website. 
We also He's looking for social Facebook. media. <laughs> we, have a, we have a Facebook page uh, for Kendra Co. We also have uh, groups for Knights of the Dinner Table, Hackmaster, Kingdoms of Calamar. We have forums on our website, uh, www.kensrico.com, that you can join and connect with other fans. Very nice. Uh, I'm Beer Bandit Bruce on Twitter, Bruce the Beer Bandit on Instagram, and uh, any other social media, including Untapped. Uh, you can follow the show on all those social media platforms as well. We also have a website called drunkwithbuds.weebly.com. And you can find our merch on Teespring slash Drunk with Buds. Buy a shirt. On our website, you can promote different beers that you want us to try on our Beer Suggestions app. How about you, Two Tones? Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the number Two Tones 87. But I might want to change it to Brownbeard. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Honer. Uh, so follow me on Facebook, Instagram. TikTok, I am Honer Creations. I make dumbass videos for dumbass people like me. And my personal on Twitter is P-E-T-O-W-N-E. And you can also follow me on Untapped on P-E-T-O-W-N-E as well. Check out my checkouts and shit. I don't know. I just like being on Untapped. You know what I'm saying? Right. Nice. And now we have a new uh, segment at the very end. It's called Can Sci- I just pipe in here? Yeah, yeah go, go for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm not sure if Brian mentioned Kenzerco.com, which is our website. And uh, the thing that's great about that for all of your viewers and or your your listeners that are uh, that are into playing fantasy role playing games, our site is so old and so bad and so Byzantine that it's like getting through a maze. So if you want to just come to our site uh, and try to find anything, like if you wanted to buy something and trying to find what you wanted to buy, it's half the adventure in of itself. <laughs> Being able to find a treasure right. somewhere on our site until we actually get this thing fixed and modern. Modern. Uh, I think it's it's a lot of fun. In fact, you can spend hours just playing on our site <laughs> trying to find your way around. <laughs> There's also free stuff, free downloads. You can download Hackmaster Basic for free. Nice. And uh, there's a Knights of the Table coloring book that you can download for free as well. Awesome. Yeah, heck, the the cost of Hackmaster is zero dollars and zero pennies. It's uh, <laughs> you're you're not going to find a better game pound for pound, dollar for dollar. No, you will not. It's, it's very good. So it's called Sign the Guest Book, guys. Uh, pick the beer or seltzer or cider you like the most. Please use a a sharpie or something and sign it. And send it back to us. Uh, we put it on our wall, as all of our guests have on there, what their favorite beers were. We will pay for the shipping. After uh, we go off air, I'll make sure you have the address. And then let me know how I can pay you back. Yeah. I just want to shout out to Ayla Jalen for giving us uh, that idea. Because we've had guests before her. And we never, ever, I don't know why we didn't, think of having a guest sign their favorite beer for the episode and just leaving it here, like I said, we could post it. But, yeah, shout out to her for throwing that idea in our head. And now we've started it. And hopefully, yeah, you guys find your favorite beer, your favorite drink, whatever you had today. Sign it. Uh, Bruce will give you the mailing address off air. And we'll cover all charges after that. So we're ending the episode. You know what, well, Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, that's great. Uh, Jolly's autograph is $100. I'm just saying Oh, well, I'm glad you're comping us that. Thank you. (laughs) We won't sell it, so we don't have to pay for it. (laughs) He better send his fingers with those. (laughs) So we're going to... Go go ahead. 
Just the favorite, the favorite, right? Not both yeah. of them. No, yeah. just, just the one that you like yeah. the most the of the like two the that you had. So we're going to okay for Ben okay, cool. to sign it, even though he didn't get to taste it. <laughs> yeah, uh, if, if that was his favorite, even though he didn't get to taste it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to end the episode with one final song. Um, sometimes we rap and or do little skits while the music's on. Feel yeah. free to join in. This is probably not going to be a rap because it's I don't even know what song it is. I just clicked the thing. We might we might have to do a story or we might rap or we just Who knows? We're going to get lost in the music. If you if you if you feel like jumping in, jump in. Uh, we're waiting yeah. on Honer. The last intro we did, Bruce and I, we and Honer, we talked about we were on a little we voyage a and we were talking. So So this is Geeks Motel, no copyright, lo-fi, hip-hop and chill hop 2021. Stomp's playlist on YouTube. And uh, let's see what we feel. Hold on, let me get the fuck out of this at all right. Cancer Code. Dice roll. Hit it. Dungeon. Master. I'm a traveler, I've been trying to bag her Like Frodo, he's a bagger I don't even know his last name Baggins But, baggins. but yeah He rapping He's trapping <laughs> He's stopping I'm rapping, I'm dapping I'm just trying to make it happy Everything that goes on, you know that I gotta roll that dice. I don't know. <laughs> get a get a crit. This 20. is the same. This same playlist. Let me skip forward just a little bit. That's all you got. Home stores. Oh, ad. Wow. Oh, for ads. I love ads. Thousand dollars. So that, that didn't work out. But he wanted it too. Here we go. Cause I don't know any of these. Yeah, that's the show, guys. Yeah, so, bye, guys. See you later. We failed in that part. <laughs> oh. um, you guys don't have to hang oh, up. We, you guys don't have to hang up. We're going to end the show. Oh, there's, oh, there's a beat. God damn. They're all fucking slow. Oh, let's just end it. <laughs> all right, everybody. Peace out. Thank you for listening. <laughs>